This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Hey listener, this is Venice, and you're listening to Voice from the Underground, hosted by TJ Johnson with Big Haas and Dutch. If this is your first time listening, here's a little insight. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about important things, such as social issues, politics, and religion. We also talk about fun things like movies, comics, video games, sports talk, even funny news and cigar reviews. If you like what you hear, leave us a rating and share our show with your friends. We are proud members of the Tangent Bound Network and the famous original Podcast Network. Welcome to the Underground. From the underground. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen out there in podcast land. It is TJ Johnson joined with Jason and Big Paz for another edition of Voice from the Underground, the podcast. The podcast. The podcast. The podcast. The podcast. Can you put in somebody like going, like can you put in crowd? Yeah, no, I can right? do that. Okay, all right. Do that later. No, 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 no. Don't you do it. Just make, you, just make your microphone hot. Just <laughs> future, future, uh, future TJ can hear that. Future TJ can hear that. Look at that. TJ, there are many decisions you're going to make in your life. Joining this podcast <laughs> was the worst. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm waiting for the outline of the thing that we like to say to pop up, but the producer is stacking uh, so I'd like to just tell you, <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's listener. your outline. Hey listener, uh, welcome to voice from the underground the podcast. We're a relatively spirited. I'm not saying super dope. I keep telling you to change. All that. right, here I'll, I'll, I'll say this. <laughs> this is fucking ridiculous. We are a gnarly oh, spirited, God. super dope and often mind numbing juxtaposition of politics and pop culture coming straight from the underground to your earballs. I won't have to say that much longer because Venice is going to say it for us. Okay, and thank you right. to her for coming on the other day. That yeah, was fun. I'm sorry I couldn't get on with you guys for that. But uh, our content here is listener-driven, guys, so we do love feedback. But we also, what well, we tend to really talk about what we want to because, well, gentlemen. This is our damn show. It's our damn shizzo. It's 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 their show. It's it's their show. Uh, thanks for coming <laughs> out to the underground. He's just and disowned it, it. Part of your show too. So today, as I mentioned, I've got with me Big Highs. I've got with me Jason Dutch, and we have yep. a very special Chaz Michael. Michael Chaz, what's up, brother? What's up, guys? I don't know how I don't know how special I am, but uh, well, I, I just I'm, called I'm you special. Guest. Special. I'm I, a I guest. Said, I, you were two specials a second ago. Don't don't take your specials away. Special squared. Special hey, dedication. Look at that. Yeah. S squared. Look at that. Well done. Yay, <laughs> Welcome to the show, Chad. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Now, how did he get a, a applause and I didn't? We didn't get an applause earlier. I don't have a screen up. Darn it, Jason. You just <laughs> you ruined All the right, I fucked up again. Whatever. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Chaz. Hey, so look, well, before we get started, Chaz, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you came from, what the heck you're doing here, how you found your way to the, the underground, 
Well, I am from a little bitty ass podunk town on the Colorado Kansas border called Walsh, Colorado. Oh, okay. About Shouts out to Walsh. About 400 people live there. Oh, <laughs> <And then, shit. laughs> I moved to a place called Pueblo, Colorado, which is about as far away. Pueblo is famous for something. Aren't they famous Chili. for some? No, they had some uh, infomercial that used to be on. Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, be like, <laughs> all right. You mail you your heroin? Damn, yeah. You no. Know, yeah. Infomercial. <laughs> you would mail your check uh, to somewhere know. in Pueblo, Colorado to get a book or some shit. Yeah, that was Chaz's house. Yeah, that was my place. Yep. That's how he made yeah, his um, fortune. He still Miss, ain't sent you that damn book. It's not Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo, don't you know? Call me now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need your palm. I tell you your future. This just Cocaine in. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> this just in. Chaz revealed as Miss Cleo. <laughs> Breaking news. I knew the voice sounded familiar. Uh, over to the show, Chaz. Uh, if we didn't pick on you, then you would think that we didn't like you. So exactly. it's, it's all good. See, I was prepared for that. Yeah, so, so we, we we came across Chaz because of our association our with our pod buddies over at Jock and Nerd Show. Jock and Nerd. Um, he is, uh, well, tell us, like, you're on their Patreon feed. So uh, yeah. tell us about that. Yeah, so I actually started listening to uh, Emron and Tony's show because one of the jobs that I worked in that little podunk town was driving tractor which about is about as mind-numbing as you can possibly get. So I okay. just downloaded as many podcasts as I could get, found theirs, kind of liked it. I've been listening to them pretty much since they started. And then uh, they were looking... Oh, so f- you didn't know them before. I thought you were a friend of Tony's. No, no, no. I didn't know them at all. Oh, you're a fan that became... Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. That's dope. Yeah. That's and dope. then uh, <laughs> they were looking for a little bit more Patreon content. Uh, I thought it was weird that it was a jock and nerd podca- podcast and they never talk about jock shit. <laughs> so I said, if Tony wanted to do a sports show, we could do a sports show and then just keep it on the Patreon, try to draw in some new new supporters that way. So we've been doing that for about a year now. That's what's up. Yeah, and that's that's been fun. We've, we're doing it weekly for the last few months, but I think we're done doing it weekly just for a little bit since football season's over. We're gonna take a little break. I mean, that's just that's when the real sports start. Right? Why would you take a break now? That's so stop it. All right, calm that's down. So, that's so, calm down. Oh my! See, hey, somebody cut his mic. Cut his mic. You're done. <laughs> Bad idea. Get him off. But hey, Chaz, man, thanks for coming to the show and thanks for rocking with us over here at Voice from Underground, the podcast. Now, listener, we like to start each and every show by jumping into a little section, a little, a little, a little piece of paradise, a little slice of heaven, if you will. And we like to start it off with Haas's Huberdor. Welcome to the humidor with Big Haas. Find out what Haas is puffing and drinking today. If you try his suggestion, and you die, that is natural selection, and the VFU podcast is not responsible for you being weak and sauce. Now, the one, the only, Big Haas. I'm not on drugs. Big highs. What you sipping on as you sip? What are you smoking on? Is, like a, is that a harito? Are you drinking a harito? No, man. It's, uh, well, I'll tell you in a minute. I'll tell you in a minute. Oh, all right. My bad. My bad. That's my first I gotta, day. I got I to gotta talk about this cigar first. <laughs> what you smoking on, bro? All right. Today, I broke out one of the big guns for y'all. This is a 
La Flor Dominica, Andalusian Bull. Mm-hmm. A- Andalusian Bull. Andalusian Bull. Not Say A-N-A-N-D, it right. A-N-D. Put but... some spec on this name, okay? <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you why. Lucy. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> this cigar was the number one cigar rated by Cigar Aficionado 2016. Okay? Mm. It is a full-flavored torpedo cigar. Corojo wrapper, Dominican Republic. All right? The wrapper is Ecuadorian. What is, what is, what is a Corojo wrapper? It's, it's, the wrapper is just... It's got this brownish red hue to it, and it provides a lot of flavor. It helps provide some of the mm. flavor. All right. You get a little caramel. You get some some milk chocolate, some spice, some red pepper, a little bit of citrus, especially paired with the Corona that I'm smoking, that I'm drinking right now. But um, the reason why this was a 96 rated cigar out of 100, and this cigar is so popular. This is so popular. It's you. It, it is so hard to find these cigars. Mm-hmm. So hard. They're like right now on a web. I was. I, I'm always trolling reps, websites looking for more of these. Okay, and they're always back ordered. And I pulled up a website that I was looking at earlier trying to get them. And this is what they said: <clears throat> as a as a result of the Andalusian Bulls praise and honors. The factory is experiencing an extended backlog. At this point, lead times on filling new customer back orders may be up to one year. Holy shit. Due to the extended delay, we will not be Xbox 360. (laughs) We will not be accepting any further back orders until production increases. All right, let me tell you the story how I even came across these. Right? I'm in a store. I bought some cigars. I had about five or six cigars in hand. I'm walking out. I walk past this glass case. And something says, Hassan, self, look to your left. So I look to my left. It went I like see, this. Hassan, no, look to your left. Something says, self, look to your left. <laughs> I turn, I look to my left, right? And I see the my father's cigars. I'm like, okay, okay, that's a nice little case. And then something says, self, look down. And to your left. And I look down and I see a partial box of La Flor Dominica Andalusian Bulls. Right? Now the box comes with 10 in the box. There was six in the box. Right? So I, I said to the store owner, pull that box out. And I put every cigar I had back. And I got all of these Andalusian Bulls. Because they're just that far, hard to hmm. find. How much do they cost? Don't tell my wife. Okay. <laughs> don't. I'm glad she don't. This is one of the times I'm glad she don't listen. <laughs> These motherfuckers was twenty five dollars a piece, dude. No, I'm <laughs> sorry, I couldn't. Um, I'm sorry. Say, say that you, louder. You, I'm you sorry. Say? I'm like Ken Peel in the bitch episode. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty, twenty-five, five dollars, dollars. These mugs was twenty-five dollars a piece, and I said, "Give me all of them." And a couple of them had like the uh, you want to be a baller, shot caller. Right. Well, that's not even really expensive for real cigar cigar people that got the money. But oh yeah, um, a couple of them, the wrapper is a little cracked. 
right? So he said, I'll knock $10 off each of them. So I got them for 15 a piece. That's what they call a deal. You know what? So I got a, I got a, I got a better deal for you. It's called Don't fresh smoke. air. Yeah, no, it's called fresh air. That's a really good I got deal. The, I got the air purifier <laughs> free. I got it's the air purifier running. 99. Hey, you know something? <laughs> I don't know how fresh the air is, though. With the chemtrails and stuff, but that's a whole nother tangent. <laughs> the chemtrails. You are fake news. <laughs> <laughs> fake but, uh, news. I got it paired. I'm paired it with Corona Light. I've got some uh, hummus and tortilla chips. And then if I get tired of that, I got a little bit. Of, I got some raisinets. You say you got hummus and tortilla chips? Yeah. Trying to get my... Uh, that my is odd. As you smoke a cigar and drink beer. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll no, that makes tomorrow. sense. No, <laughs> no, no, no. That, 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 that makes sense. No, we're good. We're good. Thank you. You're going to uh, do a juice cleanse tomorrow? <laughs> Personal trainer. Uh, I'm going to do an orange finest. theory cleanse. I'm going to do an orange theory cleanse tomorrow. <laughs> Personal trainer. What's, oh, what's, what's the hustle meter? What's your, What's your hustle meter? It's a this a this a four point nine right here. This a four point nine. Oh, a new high. Yeah, because I I've got these a while ago, and I put them in the humidor so I wouldn't smoke them. Hey, baby, um, daddy's podcasting right now, so you gotta go. Tell mama <laughs> that you gotta stay upstairs right now. It's my daughter Lulu. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all gotta see Lulu though. Real quick, come here, come here, come here. Come here. Come come here. Dicky, my little come here. Say hello. Come here. Dicky, my little book of bear, Lulu. Come here. Hey, Lulu. Lulu. Hi, Lulu. Say hi, Lulu. Hi. Hi. Ah, <laughs> uh, she's that's cute. She's Lulu. famous now. Yeah, she's cute. Okay, you got to go upstairs, though. Okay? All right. Go on. Bye, Lulu. When, when, uh, <laughs> when did you adopt her? Because she's too cute to be yours. She looked like her mama, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up all right so your your rating was a 4.9 was that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay all right all right all right only reason and i knock we'll, it down we'll, some is because they're so expensive i can't buy them all the time okay, expensive fine. for me so i you know a little cost prohibitive for me i'm trying to get you know buy a house and all this other stuff so well, we tried to we tried <laughs> to buy a house but we had to sell all of our cigars to make the down payment are you are you, are right. you Rudy? What are, what are you doing right now? Rudy, was that a Rudy? <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> I can't tell what voice you're using right now. <laughs> Who was that? How about no? You crazy Dutch bastard. <laughs> yes. Uh. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, that is high as a humidor. You can sure had to give me a another beer. <laughs> you gonna tell your daughter bring another beer? Lulu, bring <laughs> <laughs> me a beer. beer. <laughs> Should come down and be like, oh, you didn't open it. What's up? Uh, put, the, put the drink hole. She put the, the serving tray on her on her head. Walk around like oh, little sombreros, <laughs> right? Some nachos. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is Haas's humidor. You can catch Haas's humidor each and every week right here on Voice of the Underground, the podcast. And you too can have your cigars reviewed if you send them to Big Haas. You can yeah. send the care package. I'm, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, you know, hey, I'm over here like. Uh, like Joe to see though, because I'm still waiting, Mister CAO. CAO. Hey, child, I'm patient. I'm patient. We'll never fall apart. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm just gonna sing the rest of the show. Here we no, go. You really should. Right. Wow, oh, Lord. 
We knew right from the start, baby. Man, oh man. Mm. She's habitual. He's habitual line stepper, man. He's a habitual line oh, okay. stepper. <laughs> man, oh man. Jodeci, Jodeci helped me out a whole lot, though, back in the day. You know what? I think Jodeci helped everybody out a lot. I don't think it's it doesn't it it like it helped. Jason, did it help you out a lot? I don't know. I can't tell. Oh, did yeah. Yeah. That was the Jodeci was the, uh, along with Boys to Man and a few others. Oh, the ones no, that, no, no. That's a whole different no, thing, see, dude. Yeah, that's you different. You can't level. play Jodeci well, on the same thing as, as bullshit, Boys to Men is for at the, the club. No. They do that shit all the time. That's at the okay, club. Whatever they're talking about when you're about to crack some cheeks in this mug, dude. You're not about to be playing Jodeci. Jodeci's for, you know, the rough and tumble. Did you say crack cheeks? <laughs> is that what uh, you said? That's Who his comes me up too with moment. this stuff? Who comes up with this? Do you write this down before? You... No, I don't. It's all it's off the top so of the dome. The I got top. bars. It's all okay. off the top. Now, Copy. all I'm saying is this. Boys to Men is like for serious girlfriends, stuff like that. You throw the Jodeci on. You know, you're about to throw that thing. So what was so what was H Town? That was the same level as Jodeci. That was the same level as Jodeci, right. bro. <laughs> H Town, Silk. Silk, uh, yeah. Jodeci. You so know, was Silk uh you, you play you play What was Silk? Was that the Keith Sweat guy? No, let me lick you up and down. Right. Oh, that's right. H-Town. Don't say stop. No, that's, that's Silk. H-Town. Was that that's Silk? Silk? Yes, that was Silk. No. How let much you want to bet? It was H Town. No, it was not. Come on, man. Straight up. Let me my play. Phone hey, I remember. I, 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 was that Silk? Well, We'll look Wanna it up and whoever wins gets a with you. Gets you, a bozo you, button. You, you. <laughs> you let me freak hey, you. I don't know if you guys noticed this. I don't know if you guys noticed enough, but Chaz ain't said a word. Chaz, <laughs> Chaz is like, Chaz what the fuck are you talking about? Air supply, dude. What's up? <laughs> I have zero opinion on, on this. <laughs> like, my makeup music was air supply in uh, Chicago. What back, the hell are we talking about? He's too young for that. Send me back to Jack and Nerd. He's too young for He's too young for that. So, uh, oh, but shoot. Chaz, what was your style of music? Now that we're talking about it, because today is the Grammys. So, uh, did anyone watch that? Because did I y'all see J Lo out there looking like Raiden? J Lo was out there like Raiden. Obama was acting. I heard Michelle Obama was out there though. Hey, Michelle Obama looked good too. Looking like a snack. Thank you, thank you. A whole snack with with some extra stuff on the side, baby. I love you, Michelle. Tell Barry I said what up. (laughs) (laughs) Tell Barry. <laughs> I have two things I want to I want to ask you guys here. So, uh, first of all, I put that question I asked Chaz on hold one second here. Did you guys see um, the uh, the Joy Villa picture of her? What she was wearing today to the you know you guys know who Joy Villa is? Yeah. No. All right. So Joy Villa is like a Hispanic female who's a singer, and she does a um, what is she sung? I've never heard of. Uh, I, I, this is the dress she wore to the dra- to the Grammys today. Yikes! Now, for everybody that can't see this dress, it is a dress that's got a a, a design of a wall with yeah, build the wall on it. Yeah, she she's got barbed so wire she don't, around her. So she doesn't sing. She just does stuff for. Uh, no, she's no, she's a singer. Um, she uh, she's like re- one of those super right-wing conservative chicks like you can see she wore uh uh to the grammys last year a couple years ago she wore a make america great again dress 
Um, I don't know what race she is. I'm, I'm guessing. I think she's Afro Latina. She's Afro Latina. Yeah, that yeah. that would be my guess. And um, she's obviously yeah, today, a little confused. Yeah, that was her dress today. Um, you know, and the funny thing is, is she was actually sexually, uh, not really sexually assaulted, but Corey Lewandowski, I guess, at uh, a Republican event in 2016, Ooh. grabbed her ass a couple times. Mm. Mm. And she, you know, con- just that. continued to mm. go along with it. But yeah, anyway, that was that, my, that, my that's Grammys. What, that's what tells me that she's less yeah, of an artist and more of a uh, shock person <laughs> that's trying to yep. get keep herself yeah. relevant by doing shocking things and yeah. just being a good artist isn't enough to keep her relevant. So well, therefore, you know, the Trumpers love her. Of yeah, course. Of course they do. Of course. Oh, we got a black. We got a black. We got Candace her, Evans. Candace Owens. We got this chick, Joy Vilia. The yeah. chick, Joy Vilia. We got her. <laughs> yeah, What's no, that good. sheriff's yeah, name um, out in Milwaukee? <laughs> oh, uh, sheriff Clark. <laughs> Yeah. We got him and his beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but I'm but good. as I was going to ask uh, before, I wanted to show you guys that. So, guys, you got just Google Joy Villa listener, and you. Can I'm see not going to do it. This yep. ridiculous dress, but Chaz, what? Since we were talking about music, like what? What is your musical taste? Uh, you guys are going to make fun of me. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, but just know this so, up front. <laughs> gro- growing up, there was one radio station. And it played classic rock and country, but not new country, like like the old... Like the Merle Haggard. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> so that's like all I heard really growing up. And then I do kind of like everything, but I'm not, I'm not a big music junkie like some guys are. I don't get super deep into it. Like, I don't know who's up for what Grammys or anything tonight. Oh, neither do we. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> I did just, see that... We did, like music. Uh, did Childish Gambino win for he did. This Is America, though? He I did. think I saw something about that. Yeah, he did. I thought you said you That's didn't cool. know. Well, I just saw that on Facebook. That's no, TJ. He's the one oh. who said he didn't know, and then he said he, he won. Yeah, because I see it on Instagram. I don't have to watch the Grammys to know. He did. Uh, yeah. Okay. I thought you were just only following the black artists because you. you're terrible. You oh, wow. Look at, wow. look at you. You're always looking for something, bro. You're always looking for something. <laughs> Pot stir. Pot stir. This is the one blonde hair blue guy guy on the show right now. The blonde haired blue guy. I'm in the blue man group. <laughs> You're something. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, so we put a question up on Twitter. This has been bothering me for the last like three or four days now. Ever since the word got out that Ben Affleck is done as the Dark Knight. He is no longer attached to Matt Reeves, the Batman. Uh, I think there's still rumors that he might reprise in Suicide Squad 2. Um, I don't know how yeah. much truth there is to that. But, that's what I heard. Uh, yeah, that's that's. He that's wasn't really even in Suicide Squad one, though. He really wasn't. He had. I mean, yeah. anybody could have really been him. That's that's the thing about yeah. these superheroes that once you, except for you know maybe a Batman who you can kind of see the bottom part of his mouth, but like an Iron Man, a Spider Man, anybody could be under the mask. So I don't know if I really care for those kind of guys, but for Batman, I guess I kind of get it. Long story short, though, he is no longer contracted to be Batman. So he's pretty much done from whatever, from all intent and purpose, he's done. So, in retrospect, and in respect to the Batman character, we asked Twitter, who was the better Batman? Now, let me be very specific. I did not ask Twitter who or which was the best Batman franchise. I asked, very simply, who was the best Batman? 
And apparently, only of the two. Uh, yeah, apparently between Christian Bale and Ben Affleck, and apparently all of Twitter is smoking something because eighty-two percent of Twitter said Christian Bale is the better Batman. Yeah, we had seventy-two votes for this one. I only put it up for a day because TJ asked me to do it yesterday. So I did. It was very last minute. Very, but, very last um, minute. But yeah, it, 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 literally, this ended twenty minutes ago. So but literally, eighty-two yeah. percent for Christian Bale. Twitter, are we really? Is that is that really what we're feeling right now? Now I was having so great tell, conversations with different yeah, people. I mean, tell about us. It. T- you, let's. You want to read a couple of the comments first, or do you want to uh, give your thought first? Let's see. Jump into comments. I mean, <laughs> don't fight the Holly Beast. Says Kevin Conroy. Uh, Kevin Conroy. That's uh, incorrect because he was not an option. <laughs> but for anybody that doesn't know, Kevin <laughs> a lot of Conroy people did that. Is the voice of Batman, and we're talking like the original, the animated series Batman. So he's that Batman. He's the one that's done the Batman from the Arkham games. He's done pretty much every major iteration of Batman, even in the Justice League. He was Batman in that too. Um, But for all intents and purposes, Kevin Conroy was not on this because he is by far the most iconic Batman, um, second only maybe to Michael Keaton. Um, But other than Mm -hmm. that, you think of Batman, you think of Kevin Conroy. If I live action Batman, I think of Michael Keaton. But the voice... I always think Kevin Conroy. So when you think uh, of garbage, think of Akeem. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's coming to America. I know that reference. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I got one. But anyways, other than that, uh, we said we had. I had a really interesting one from from was this Glenn McGregor? Don't yeah. think you can judge this as a Ben Affleck never had a solo film. He was in a film where he wasn't solely carrying the movie. I'd love to have seen his portrayal of the character in the standalone. I'm not saying anything against Bale. He was great, but let's look at this right. Glenn, I agree, but I don't. And here's why I don't agree. Bale was terrible. Bale was absolute garbage trash. Like, wow. burn it, burn it, burn it. I could not stand Christian Bale as Batman. It was the voice. It was the, the nasally <laughs> way he spoke. It was the fact that he couldn't fight. It was the fact that he didn't, he looked constipated half the time he was on the screen. I didn't think he was a believable Bruce Wayne until maybe, maybe the third one where he was all reclusive and didn't want to be bothered with people. Uh, I thought he was just arrogant. I thought he was just a jerk. Um, and I've heard on set that Christian Bell is just a pain to work with, but that's neither here nor there. I thought his Batman was just bad. Uh, the one thing, the one redeeming quality about that Batman is the fact that we don't have to see him on screen anymore. That's pretty much it. I couldn't stand <laughs> Christian Bale. I thought he was a terrible Batman. I really did. The one thing that I think that the DCEU got right about the Ben Affleck Batman, which wasn't particularly fantastic either, but given the two, I, I'm with you, uh, that I, I did like the Affleck portrayal better, um, is that he didn't just walk around talking like this. He actually had a voice synthesizer. Yes. You know, which like... Makes such so a simple, much sense. Yeah, it was such a simple fix. It really was. Instead of you yeah. trying to make the voice, because again, nobody can do it like Kevin Conroy can. Kevin Conroy could be Bruce Wayne and Batman. He was just that guy. But as far as the films are concerned, nobody else was able to pull that off. Not even Michael. Not even the great Michael Keaton. So it was such a simple fix that I'm really surprised it took as long as it did for somebody to decide on. It really makes no sense to me. Now. Here's where my love for Ben Affleck's version of Batman comes in. What we got to see was essentially a what if scenario Batman. A what if he just went down this dark rabbit hole and didn't have any place else to go. He was just angry 
and jaded. And he was like that guy that's been at the job for 20 years. And like, I'm just collecting a check. Like he was that guy. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. I'm, you know, whatever. Just I'm here. Let's just do it. Let's just do this. So the entire point of his arc was to be this Batman that went way <laughs> past the line, way past the point of no return. Chaz, are you, are we born? Are we born? Did you yawn? Are we boring you, Chaz? <laughs> did you, are you mad because Batman beat up Superman? You're wearing a Superman shirt? Are you mad, bro? Come at I me, bet. bro. Are you, I, think you're a little, I think you're a little harsh on, I think you're a little harsh on Bale. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. A little too harsh. Do you? Okay. Ding, All right. Ding. All right. Copy that. I don't uh, like the bat, the, the voice choice that he made either. That was probably not the best, but I think that's it. Well, considering the fact that he was using the voice for uh, a, a lot of time on screen, yeah, it's a little hard to get past that, but I got to admit, it was hard for me to look past that glaringly terrible descri- uh, way to do a voice. Yeah. I just those movies are just so much better though. Still. See, see, you, see you just <laughs> so said, much better. You see what you just said. You said the movies are better. I'm saying if you can take the Batman out the movie, if you can take a look at just the character Batman, he was a terrible Batman. Out the movies were fantastic. I'm not disputing the movies being good. The movies were great. You but also went after the fighting. Okay, but the fighting absolutely. wasn't him. That was. Christopher Nolan wanted to make it like more realistic and more gritty and like that. He but wasn't. I can't help that. I can only do what my eye test. If I see, now, I'll say a I fight. will say this. My initial thought that Bale was a better Batman is fallout glory from the from excellent job that Heath Ledger, <laughs> Heath Ledger did. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Heath Ledger was so good in that movie. He's mm. good by association. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. yeah, but it's not Christian because if you if, so take Heath Ledger out, go back to Batman Begins. The best thing about Batman Begins was seeing him become Batman, right? That was awesome. I'll be the first person to admit that. Not that we had never seen that arc before because we had seen it done in the 1989 Batman, the whole origin story. We've, we've seen the origin done before many, many times. But when they did it in Batman Begins, it worked. It was gritty. It was grounded in reality. It made you truly feel for the character. And you can almost see this metamorphosis happening. I get that. I'm not disputing that at all. But when he became Batman... He was terrible. He was just—he was a terrible Batman. The thing Did you think him, he was better as Bruce Wayne or as Batman? I thought it was a tie. They both lost. I just was not a fan of. God either. damn! I wasn't <laughs> a fan because think about it. Think about it. he was supposed to be a playboy debonair Bruce Wayne. Did anything about him say debonair playboy? I heard. Yes. I seen arrogance. Yes. Okay, so the helicopter scene may have been the only thing, and the fact that he bought the the bought, that he bought the the restaurant that they were all in. I'll give Walked you that. in he with, with two fly honeys. Yep. Okay. Walked in. Straight. And he still was crying over Rachel. Rubbed, it, rubbed it in his ex's face. But you fly know something, honeys though. and was still crying over Rachel. <laughs> but he didn't, Come he on, didn't sell it, though. He, I didn't believe hey, that's that my point. he was about to go home no. and bust no. both them cheeks. No. You know what, I'm <laughs> what, is, what is that? <laughs> what is with the busting cheeks? Can you stop? Can you stop busting <laughs> cheeks? That is awkward. <laughs> that's that South so Side Chicago terminology. What is it? Do the easy way the hard way, granddad. It's your choice. <laughs> Anyways, there was nothing convincing about Christian Bell as he Bruce wasn't Wayne. convincing. He just, definitely, he, he wasn't, wasn't convincing. Convincing as a romantic guy or somebody like. Yeah. I did not get the fear from him as Batman. You didn't get the. You not, didn't like the. Not, the not the once pray you got to past me. Batman Begins. No, the swear to me was pretty cool. That, that was part of that was, that was the dope. best thing he had said in the I entire thought it was, trilogy. I thought it was weak sauce. I just was like, oh man, the he's trying too hard. When he was fighting, 
that one scene was like, eh, don't go, don't go. These can only be as good as we. I, I swore he was going to just pass out. Like, I just, like, just, just die. <laughs> just somebody, just kill him. Somebody put him out of his misery because I can't hear this anymore. But my point with Ben Affleck, considering the fact that this is almost a what if scenario, Batman, what if some Batman went too far? The entire point of his arc, because this was supposed to be a trilogy, this whole Justice League, Batman versus Superman, all this stuff was part of a bigger universe that had a bigger overarching storyline for Batman. He was supposed to be the one that looked like he had gone too far. And after Superman's sacrifice, found something else to be heroic about. And then he had this big character redeeming arc. It's very, very plausible to have seen somebody like a Batman in real life, if you will, real life, go too far because of how dark his character naturally is. So I thought it was a great rendition of a character who we can naturally see go through that type of metamorphosis. He had the anger. He had the, he had the, the, the screen presence. Batman was on screen. He was the best part of Batman versus Superman by far. His role got diminished in, in Justice League because it was a second director. So they kind of had right. clashing styles. But he was easily the best part of Batman v Superman. I think that he gets a bad rap because his name is Ben Affleck. He's already been attached to Daredevil, which was, you know, terrible, but not so much his fault, but it was terrible. And the fact that the movies were just critically panned. He's not going to get anywhere, right. but I truly do believe that 82% of Twitter is smoking crack. Well, Chaz, you obviously don't agree. So uh, <laughs> at, let me read a, uh, the real quick comment from David Taylor, and then we'll get Chaz's um, input here. Uh, David Taylor, who's been on our show before, comic book author, says uh, uh, that's a really good point. Um, actually, he was replying to James Gillen, uh, yeah. the, one of your... Uh, messages about and, and basically what the the tweet before this was was that Michael Keaton was the one that he remembered like he remembered things about Michael Keaton and not there was nothing about uh, Ben Affleck or about Christian Bale that really resonated with him like he's not going to remember that going forward and David Taylor says that's a really good point what sticks in your memory just about every line of Batman 89 for me I don't remember a single thing Bat Bale said except swear to me, and I don't remember a single thing Bat Flack said except Martha, which Martha, I thought Martha Why'd you was, say that name? I thought that was kind of dumb. Why'd you say that? Why'd you say that? Batman is probably my favorite comic book character by far oh, away. Mine like too. the whole Bat family. Oh yeah. And then Superman the would be like my Bat second family. favorite. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Superman would be my Even second favorite. So, Superman shirt, we're not gonna right. let it slide. We'll let it slide. I look better in blue. So, uh, but, so Batman vs Superman like made me angry. Like, I, so I don't. I just can't. I guess like Affleck was good in it. Mm-hmm. He was the best part of that movie. But that movie, that's not saying a lot. That movie's ass. Everything yeah, about true. it sucks. True. Is that, true. That movie's ass. And then I mean, Justice I, League. I he cheeks. got fat in Justice League. Like he, he did get fat. You're Affleck right. was fat in Justice League. He, he looked was. fat Absolutely. in the and not P H A T. Absolutely, the the costume definitely wasn't tempting. flattering for him. Yeah, so that's he loses so many points for that. You can't be out of shape in the bat suit. The big sort of bullshit. <laughs> he was missing. He was missing Jennifer Gardner. Well, you know, I, I think I, I think he was, and and truthfully, you know, that's that's the, I guess that's a that's a fair point. Uh, he was definitely bulkier in 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 Justice League. Um, I think that that movie had just had so many different, I don't know what part of the movie we actually seen. 
So I don't know if we've seen him during when they was really doing it, like the Zack Snyder version, or if what we finally did see was the Josh Whedon version. So we don't know how far along he was after the original uh, filming was. But he did. He looked. He looked monstrously bigger. He did look bigger. I give you that. But to be all the way honest with you, he wasn't in great shape in Batman v Superman. That whole scene where he was working out and you could see he was ripped. That was all CGI. Nothing about Ben Affleck was that. Oh, ripped. really? That was all CGI. If you go back and look huh. at it and pay attention, that was CG. That was. I think they well. they added some definition to. You him. are fake yeah. news. Yeah, they definitely they added, added some a definition lot of definition to him with CG. Now, he, but he, he, was, he was in shape then. Well, he was, he was, he, he, he looked like he lifted weights, but there was, he didn't look like, like they tried to make him look. He didn't look he had a gym dad bod. Like that, yeah. no. He had a gym dad yeah. bod. Where you go to the gym yeah, and mess yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. So he, you could tell he was so in the I. gym. Yeah, you could tell he was in the gym. <laughs> you um, got a J-I-M dad bod. Got him. Hey, three days a week. There's nothing Dutch. Just let it go. Let it go. Just take it. Just take it on the chin. But well, take it, take it on the a smack like a like that Nigerian smacking contest. <laughs> just take that one right. I'll take it right on the chin. Take it right. He's on the, seasoning his video? hands. Did you see we'll that yeah. Twitter? If you guys let, haven't seen this video, no, we, we're gonna we, put we it up go for there. you. We're gonna yeah, put we it on Twitter for you now. <laughs> we gotta go there. So these knuckleheads sent out a tweet or not a tweet. Sent out a little text message earlier before the show. Yes, and I was like, dude, look at this. So, I don't know if anybody's ever seen a, a slapping contest before. Slapping contests by themselves are generally just just spectacles, right? It's just, I can't imagine standing there and allowing another man to smack another man in the face. Like, that's just not, that does not compute to me as a man. So, just to watch this Slap boxing this in the street. No, it's not slap boxing. No, slap boxing, slap you're boxing still is in good, that's in good you're fun dodging. and you, yeah, you can dodge. Yeah, that's good fun. That, that ends Stop up going too far. me. <laughs> slap boxing goes too far at some point. But yes, <laughs> usually slap, slap boxing matches are between people that have some tension in the first place. You never really see real it's, friends slap boxing. It's a precursor to real boxing. That's right. what it is. That's go, that's slap boxing that is how it's designed starts. to dissolve into a fight. <laughs> <laughs> so he sends out a, uh, a message and it's this Nigerian slap competition. <laughs> and. That in itself isn't funny. What makes it hilarious is listening to the commentary, <laughs> listening to the voiceover, and how they do the video effects of the rewinds and the It's a Jamaican voiceover. Uh, it's just, it, uh, I was, well, I was well, on the dot. My wife well, was we, looking at me like I had lost my mind. Listener, what we'd like you to do is we're going to tweet this out on the uh, Flesh on Underground Twitter, and we want you to comment your favorite line of the voiceover for us or your favorite yeah, we'll, part we'll send a tweet uh of the full youtube video so you want me to play the short one there's a 50 second version you want to play that one go ahead no, no 50, Let, let's see how take 50 I seconds away from us i don't have it i don't even know if this is going to be good or not if it's not fuck that editing That one doesn't have the commentary. No, it doesn't no, have the yeah, commentary. It, it's the commentary it. that makes Cut it. Cut it. Commentary that makes Cut it. it. So edit that out. Cut it. <laughs> Cut it. <laughs> Cut it. That clip so don't anyways. have no voiceover. You got to cut it. No, it's the it's the voiceover that's it's the voiceover that makes it great. It's like you should kill yourself. <laughs> if a man yeah, smell no, we'll like just, this, 
We'll just we'll the, the, just let the listener just the, you guys you'll hear it you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> we can't reenact it for you because it ain't going to do it justice. But right, the point is, if you want to laugh out loud for a solid twenty seconds, and I would talk about a good like <laughs> like you're yes, on the ground, <laughs> take your context tears. out before you watch it. Yeah, it's it's, it's real, it's real, it's hilarious. Uh so I think we're all in agreement except for Chaz, which doesn't count because he's not. Uh, he, he he doesn't count, but Ben Affleck is definitely <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> the better. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. Uh, ben Affleck is definitely <laughs> the better Batman, and Christian Bale. I, I just, I'm sorry. I just. I, so I you're can't, overriding 82 percent of Twitter I and I'm absolutely overriding 82 percent of Twitter. Twitter. That's like a Trump move. You. Totally. That, that's very everyone, everyone agrees. Right. Affleck was better. Everyone just knows. ask Twitter. Everybody knows. It was Rudy rigged. Would, I'm hearing from you. people. I'm hearing from a great many people that They're Affleck was better. Great people. There are great people on both Those sides. Those polls are fake conflict. news. Those polls are fake news. I've got it on good authority. <laughs> it was George Soros, and he so, rigged the poll. So, it was Everybody a Soros-funded poll. That the Hillary Clinton ran that poll. Was George Clooney. I've got very, very, very strong sources that will the tell source you. Source of that poll goes back to a Hillary George Clooney email account. Was the best Batman. <laughs> Even if he had I was a nipples. really good student at the best school. I'm not like a smart guy, okay? Uh, what, else, what, else, what else you got for uh, pop culture? Anything? Oh, uh, goodness. What else do we have? Uh, we need to talk. You know what we need to do? We need to talk about uh, Mr. Henry Cavill. So since he's wearing a Superman shirt, it's only, a, it's only appropriate. But there is talk that Henry Cavill does want to reprise his role as Superman. Um, I'm not against good. this. I'm not against this. I'm not against this at all. Um, but here's where here's where you're going to start to here's where it's going to start to turn a little bit, right? Henry Cavill wants creative control over Superman. So not only does he want to star, he wants to be able to have creative say so in Superman. He wants to have a, a, a producer credit, like he he's asking for the farm now. Henry, buddy, uh, I like you. I like you a lot. I actually think you'd be a decent Superman if you were given some decent material. Um, you actually looked halfway decent by the end of Justice League. He actually seemed He's a, a bad little bit Clark, more. Though. He actually seemed a little more Superman. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. He was never really. We keep comparing him to Christopher Reeves, and that's not fair. Christopher yeah, he Reeves was, was fantastic. Was iconic, and and he can never be replaced. And that kind of goes back into my whole Ben Affleck aspect of it, from the standpoint of what was done can't be redone. You can't rediscover America. But what you can do is reinvent the character. So what I think that Zack Snyder was trying to do was kind of ground Superman a little bit more, if you will. Because remember, Superman is a character that's designed to always be better than the situation calls. It's to always be a little bit better than what he has to be for the situation. So he's always designed as this character. does. He's like a Goku. He's designed never to really fail. But in regards to his Christopher Reeves or in regards to his Clark Kent persona, Christopher Reeves has this aloof kind of goofy behind the glasses like you could just tell he just was a, a dork or a dweeb if you will and that just wasn't the direction that they wanted to go with this version of Clark Kent but they still had him be an outsider still had him being not familiar with his surroundings not knowing who he was or not knowing how to be who he was so I didn't necessarily have a problem with his Clark Kent because I, I understood what they were doing they wanted a different take on it as opposed to the Boy Scout you know good old Midwestern values work hard farm boy that we got to see growing up as christopher reeves has done and brandon roth tried to do and everybody else that tried to play superman 
Um, so I didn't mind that, but I think with, where, where Henry Cavill is going to have a problem is that you're asking for too much and your movies weren't that good. They weren't that well received. It'd be different if you were like the star, you were the face and your movies were pulling in. If you were Wonder Woman right now, you might be able to get away with that. If you were Gal Gadot, you might be able to pull it. How much did Man of Steel make? Wasn't it like 400? It wasn't a lot. Right? It wasn't a lot. No, it wasn't a lot. And I, I, I'd be lying to you if I told you I knew it made 400. I'm not 100% sure. I just know that it wasn't well received. Um, and you don't have that kind of clout. Yeah, you just don't have, he doesn't have that kind of clout. So for you to be asking for what you're asking for, uh, considering that they want to do a soft reboot anyways, after Aquaman and after Wonder Woman, they're looking at the DCEU as saying, we don't need to really have it connecting because we just, we, we, we can't do it. We yes, can't they reinvent do. the wheel. Yes, they do. They need to have them connect because people, they want, we know from Marvel being connected that that's no, something that people want. That's not so even if it's true. loosely connected that's not by an end credit true. scene, Uh-oh, I definitely think true. that they want them connected. In well, fact, they wanted to have Kabil show up at chest, the end of Shazam. DJ, say that's it with your chest. That's not they wanted Kabil at the end of Shazam just of for like a, a quick scene. But of course Shazam looks but fucked they, up. But they, they, they weren't <laughs> going to get him because Henry Cavill wasn't about that life. But my point is, the only reason it's working so much for Marvel is because Marvel did it first. And we are invested. We are 10 years invested with Marvel. The DCEU has been off the ground since, what, 2013? So there's a blueprint that's been done. And we already have that time invested into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, of course, we look at what Marvel did and we say, okay, that's the best way to do it. That's all we knew at first. And now they've gotten so good at it that it's just part of who they are. That doesn't mean that's the only way to tell these stories. I don't mm-hmm. particularly care if they're all connected. If you still have the same characters representing these roles, then that's one thing. But I don't need to have a continuation. Because think about it. If you never watched the Marvel Cinematic Movies now, and you wanted to go back and get started, you've got to go all the way back to 2008's Iron Man. That is over 20-some-odd movies worth of stuff to watch to get ready for Endgame. You've got to go back through a whole catalog. I don't know if, if I, mean, I would want to have that kind of time. If I would have, I don't know if I, I don't, I wouldn't want to have the kind of time necessarily just to know what's going on from point to point to point to point to point. Now, thank God they've got YouTube videos that kind of recap all that stuff. But the truth of the matter is, I don't necessarily need it to have this huge connecting tissue. The only reason we're so attached to it is because we're already attached. It'd be different if they were just starting out. What do you think, Chaz? I get fired up. Well, y'all can't talk to me about comic book movies. <laughs> um, yeah, I think. So, Man of Steel made six hundred and sixty-eight dollars or million dollars at the box office. <laughs> really yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> God, no. um, yeah. So he said that went plastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like Kevil as Superman a lot. I think he's just he's too hot for Clark Kent. He can't turn off his sexy. But uh, okay. all right, Chaz. There I you go. I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't admit that okay. on here. But okay, fair there enough. we go. That's fine. I'm comfortable. <laughs> I'm comfortable. That's actually, the, the, LGBT that's actually the one um, <laughs> thing about Christopher Reeve. And I had seen someone tweet out the other day uh, that scene from, I think it was from Superman 2, where Christopher Reeve, uh, you know, Margot Kidder, Lois Lane goes into the bathroom to change or into a room to change. And he's got the glasses on and he's slouched over and he takes the glasses off and he raises his posture up. Right. And like he he literally transforms from Clark Kent to Christopher Reeve in front of your eyes. 
you know, and that to me is like it, the visual was just so perfect. Cavill could never pull that off. You know, I don't know if he's probably a little bit too ripped to hunch yeah, he's in too the first big. place. But, you know, that's that's something that the Christopher Reeve, obviously those movies were very campy, but, you know, they, they wouldn't fly today. But that he was awesome at, at that particular character, especially as the Clark Kent. Um, but, but what I was wondering, Chaz, is did you like Cavill's, like, obviously his Clark Kent was, I, mean, I guess you'd agree it was kind of so-so, but, like, what was it about his Superman character that you that you're a big fan of? It's just the look. He he looks like Superman, and he he fills that costume out. He looks like he can lift cars and which part do that kind of shit. <laughs> you know. Oh my god. You know. Cameo uh, right out. <laughs> that's your oh. that's your third Me Too moment in this show. Oh Lord have mercy. <laughs> um, but I think I don't think that you can do just solo movies anymore and be as successful as they would want to be with that. Most likely. I you think with Superman uh, in general, or just yeah, you have. I think you have to tie that if you're gonna have several movies coming out at a time, you gotta have some kind of connection there. I don't know if you can have a solo Batman and a solo Superman and solo Wonder Woman coming out at the same time, and those characters don't interact at any point. I don't think. I think you're leaving money on the table then at that point. I guess. I think those are. You might be right. I think if you those might be the only characters you can have solo films come out about that don't need to have a connecting tissue because of and Wonder Woman who they are. You're right. Well, he said Wonder Woman, but I okay. think because of who they are, those are the only ones that you could have come out as solo films and not necessarily have them have them connecting. Now, if you were to connect well, Batman, anything to them, you Batman, could connect Superman, them. and Wonder Woman would be the three I would say. Right, uh, but if you would connect anything, you would connect a, a lesser character to them to kind of give the lesser character some shine. Right. Um, but you don't necessarily have to have a Batman with a Superman or, or a Superman with the Wonder Woman or a Wonder Woman with the Batman because of who they are on their own already. Um, I, I think you can still and I, I guess we'll find out when, when the Matt Reeves Batman comes out, when, you know, uh, the Joker movie comes out with uh, what's his name? That's the Joaquin Phoenix that's playing yeah. the Joker. Um, we'll be able to see what these kind of solo projects will do. Um, but I think. If you were to have anybody that can do it, it would be the, the trio. It would be Batman, Superman, or Wonder Woman that could pull off solo films on their own. Now, I, I do agree. I think that everybody is really all for these ensemble pieces. But again, I think there's a there's a certain level of we've been watching this all come together now. So now we kind of have to see it. We have to see it to completion, if you will. Um uh, so I, I don't I don't know if you if, if if lightning was strike twice if you were to try that now. I guess I, they can be successful. You, you could mm-hmm. have solo movies and they would be fine. But then I think that there's opportunities there that you're just not taking full advantage of, as far as a money making opportunity goes. And then also, like we have the Avengers and they have their big guns like interacting. They have all the cast of the Avengers, but people still wanted to see X Men in that universe. They still. If you have movies with big characters coming out, you're still going to want to. People point. are going to want to see them interact. So, so I agree with Chaz. Oh, oh Me do too. you? You do you? I do agree with Chaz. Oh, yes, sir. That's so. Cute. I think they need to connect them in some way. Uh, and by the way, uh, just a quick closing thought here on Batman. Um, from what I had heard, and and this is obviously a lot of speculation, but. Mm. Um, I've heard that Ben Affleck is going to remain in as the current timeline DC EU, you know, modern day Batman in a few movies. He's still signed for three more from what I understand, unless something changed in the last 24 hours. 
um, and that whoever they cast for the Batman movie, that's going to be a prequel and possibly up to three movies if they do well. So this that would be like what happened to make uh, the Affle- the the Batflack what he is today, um, where Ben Affleck still plays maybe like more likely in Suicide Squad and uh, one or two other possibly a, a second Justice League movie in a, in a thousand years. One final so, final Batman thought is. And Chaz, I, I want to hear you because, especially considering the fact how big of a Batman fan you 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 are, or you've alluded to being, if they were to do a Batman Beyond film, and they were actually to allow Michael Keaton to star as a aged and withered Bruce Wayne, bringing up a Terry McGinnis, how much money do you think that would feasibly make? I'm guesstimating at least one billion. I think you could pull that off. If it's Easy. good, if it's good, it'll go over a billion. Definitely, I love Batman Beyond. I actually got in a, a little bit of a Facebook beef on the Jock and Nerd Nation Facebook page <laughs> with a dude that shit on Batman Beyond. I was ready to fight this guy. Yeah, no, you can't, you can't, you can't take a dumbbell Batman Beyond. I'm with uh, you. I'd exactly. have been in there with you, brother. You can't be taking a dumbbell Batman Beyond. That junk was good. That Return of the Joker. Oh, that was some dark stuff, man. Yeah, that was some um, dark stuff. <laughs> But it, Keaton's the right age right now, so if they're going to do it, they need to get that ball rolling. I and think we're Keaton. not the only ones that have said this. I don't know why. Right. I don't know. Hey, look, WB. I don't know if you guys are just if he's scared right now, but the it's time to strike because Michael Keaton is at the perfect age. <laughs> yeah, at the right age. We just need a good up and coming. The Terry price McGinnis. is wrong, bitch. <laughs> the other casting I've heard for that movie get tossed around is Michael B. Jordan as Terry McGinnis. Do you like that, TJ? You know what? We just talked about this. Was it two weeks ago? About if we had, if you were to have, so I'd be fine with that. Yeah, yeah. We yes. To answer your question, I'd be completely fine with that. I've also heard his name being tossed out for another Superman. uh, For them to do like that uh, as much uh, Earth thirteen version of Superman or whatever that whatever that elsewhere version of Superman would be. But I've heard about that too. But what would make that interesting is that we just had a conversation on if if Batman as he is could ever be black. Like if you could ever have a straight up black version of Batman, um, which we all kind of agree, and uh, I'd, I'd love to hear what you think about it, but we all kind of agree that you really can't because quintessentially who Batman is, there's a lot of there's a lot of guilt from the wealth that the Waynes have had over decades and decades, and you know, unfortunately, African Americans at that time didn't have that access to wealth, so I think there's something fundamentally where Bruce Wayne needs to be white, um, but. For a Terry McGinnis or for somebody that's going to take up the mantle, I absolutely think it'd be fair game to have an African-American uh, Terry McGinnis or African-American Batman. And the the main interaction between Bruce Wayne and Terry McGinnis is that Terry's too cocky and headstrong mm-hmm. to take advice. Mm-hmm. And Michael B. Jordan does cocky and confident. Better than so, anybody right so now. So <laughs> well, yeah. So I, just, I think that's, that's a pretty good one. I'm with you. And there, there's it. no reason that I think – I can't remember if it's from – uh, Justice League Unlimited, or if it's from a comic series, but Terry McGinnis is actually like a genetic clone of Amanda Waller and Bruce Wayne's DNA. Mm-hmm. That was so from the really. Sense. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, so that it was makes from sense the that he would be black. Yeah, yeah, that was from the cartoon. Hmm. Yeah, learn something new every day. It Amanda is. Waller like wanted knew that there had to be a Batman at all yep. times, so yep. she got some of Bruce Wayne's DNA. She infused some of hers in it so that he would be a little meaner. And basically created yeah, Terry, Terry that McGinnis. way. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, man. That I was, was real. I remember that. I remember that. Interesting. Yeah, man. Very, yeah. 
See, now now we're happy with Chaz is on the show. I mean, you know, I he's, 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 on. I'm all I want that so bad. Yeah, I'm I'm brother, you you and me that you and me both. I'm right there with you. I want that movie yeah. bad. WB make it happen. Just make it happen. You you're printing money at that point. Just make it happen, guys. I don't know what you're playing for. Uh goodness. Uh look, listener, let's take a quick break. Gentlemen, let's take a break. Let's uh listen to a couple of promos from a couple of different uh shows that we like to 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 do our podcasting with a part of our pottering family here. And keep it locked right here to voice. From the underground, the podcast will be right back. Come back. Voice from the underground. Hey, it's Brian. And it's Tony. From the Salty Language Podcast. Two friends that have been around each other for what, like 70 years or something? And, uh. We're like a married couple that you hate. <laughs> Yeah, basically something like that. We talk about, you know, just weird news, stuff that happens in our life, pop culture, really anything. We just have a nice conversation and make up stuff along the way. You can find us at saltylanguage.com. For sure. And And we'll be fine. (laughs) Well, also, you can find us on dangerentertainment.net. Danger! Watch your back! Danger! Entertainment.net, in case you missed it the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Hello listeners, my name is Scott, and I'm the host and DM for Seasons of Skyrend, a custom D&D actual play podcast. We focus on the stories of our characters as they face difficult choices and uncover the secrets of a world where rulers and gods exercise their will as they see fit. Join us and follow our stories every week on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. We're also on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. That's Skyrend, S-K-Y-R-E-N-D. And with that, we'll bring this promo to a close. But the story will always continue. Do you ever wonder when Spider-Man goes to the bathroom if the toilet paper sticks to his fingers? Do you ever wonder why Superman wears his underwear outside of his pants? My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock! And he's the nerd. And we're your hosts for the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we sometimes try to attempt to answer these questions. This is a full spoiler podcast, and we swear a lot. Check it out for awesome geek news, interviews, and comic book reviews. Visit jockandnerd.com. We are your superhero TV, movies, and comic book culture curators. Boom. Jockandnerd.com. Jockandnerd! Hey, yo. You ready? Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Voice of the Underground, the podcast. I am TJ Johnson, and I am joined by our hosts, Jason Dutch, Big Haas, and Chaz. Gentlemen, welcome back. Welcome back to the show. Now, a couple weeks ago, we had this thing happen called Super Bowl, and blah, 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 Patriots won, yada, yada, yada. Luckily, there's other football that's being played. We don't have to necessarily just watch the NFL, you know, if you're not a fan of the NFL, as I am not, uh, you don't have to just settle for that. There's another league that plays football. Chaz, being our uh, guest, you have guest privileges today. Tell us a little bit about this this other 
football league. Yeah, so it's the American Alliance of Football, uh, the AF. But AF. I, I didn't think AF. this was going to get off the ground when it got announced. Mm-hmm. I just kind of blew it off because I didn't think they were actually going to get started. The, the fact that they've gotten to the point where they're at, where they all have rosters, coaches, and played around, they played a week of games is impressive enough to me. Yeah, Steve Spurrier is a coach. The old ball coach back out there, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Um, All right. The NFL has a monopoly on professional football, really. And oh, absolutely. There are things that the NFL does that I don't always like. I still think that's obviously still where the best football is being played because the stars from the AF are guys that couldn't make NFL rosters. But Well, that didn't make NFL rosters for certain reasons. And some guys that used to be, like Trent Richardson's in the AF. Trent Richardson's one of their like biggest stars, and he he got every opportunity, yeah, to be a productive NFL he player. He certainly did. He certainly did. Yes, um, but there are some other guys. Dustin Vaughn is a, court, a starting quarterback for one of the teams. I can't remember which one, but he played uh, D two ball at West Texas, which is in the same conference that my school is in, and was a great player. But he was a D two guy and could never really find a place on an NFL roster. Now he's going to get a shot to prove at, at kind of a level above college that he can that he can be a, a viable option. Maybe he gets to go back to the NFL. Okay. Yeah. So I think this is giving guys that maybe just kind of barely missed their shot a chance to prove that they are still worth it. And then maybe it potentially over time they could become a competitor with the NFL, but I don't think they're a legitimate competitor right now. They're actually being uh, – th- this is actually an NFL product, believe it or not. Um, this is being – positioned like the games are on the nfl network um and and it's funny because i didn't even know this was a thing until yesterday morning yeah, because no there was idea. so much there was so much hype about vince mcmahon bringing back the xfl, XFL. next year That's right. um that uh you know when this when i first saw this i was like oh i thought that didn't come out till next year but when i looked at it i was like okay uh this is basically being set up as a replacement for what used to be called the world league mm-hmm. um some years ago where they originally started out with like the Birmingham Dragons and you know a few other teams here in the U.S. and then they 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 did it in small market towns, and then they moved them all over to 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 Europe. But um, what they did with this one, which I think is kind of interesting, is they are using college players who went to colleges close to where the teams are playing. So, for example, there are teams in uh, big college towns. I'll I'll name a couple of the towns here. You got Arizona Hotshots. You got the Memphis Express. You got the Orlando Apollos. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the San Diego Fleet. You have the San Antonio Commanders, the Atlanta Legends, the Salt Lake Stallions, the Birmingham Iron, and those are the eight teams. Um, and all these are close to uh, major colleges. And what they're doing is like the players who are close to Birmingham would be from like Alabama and Clemson and, and schools like that. Players from the Midwest, from like Illinois and Ohio State and Michigan, are going to play for the, you know the Midwest teams, and then the California team will be like guys from you know UCLA and USC. So they, I think that part of it is really interesting. I don't know how they're going to do free agency with that, but uh, I guess this is like being used as a step up to the NFL. Um, Mike Singletary is one of the coaches. Uh, um, Marvin Lewis is one of the announcers. So I mean, it's it's definitely got the NFL behind it which I find uh, interesting. Um, the, really, the only real difference is, and, and this is sort of a, a cool <coughs> thing, is you cannot kick a field goal in overtime. There is no such thing as an extra point. So you can kick a field goal during the game, but not in overtime, and extra points are always a two-point conversion. So they're trying to make the game a little bit more exciting. Um, but 
I don't know. Are you guys thinking about tuning into this at all, or what do you think? Of course. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I have a couple no. of buddies that are going to end up in this league potentially. So, oh, really? Yeah, That's so I'll cool. probably watch some games. Yeah, I, I, I was, I, I found it interesting that there's some players that have been on practice squads. Like, for example, um, not to, well, it's not really a big name drop, but like my my daughters, um, my two daughters are are cousins with Corey Davis from the. Um, the Titans, uh, and his brother actually Titus was really good. He went to Central Michigan, and he played for the Bears practice squad, a couple other teams. And I was like, oh, I wonder if he's on that team. But he's like, he's like what you I would assume is like just a rung below the guys who could make the NFL. And he's not in the league. And I started looking at a lot of other players who were drafted last year, and it's I found it mystifying that you know some guys who were cut in the last two years aren't on any of these rosters either. So that I find a little bit perplexing but you know why why i bet you a lot of those guys who were cut in the last couple of years they're not they're not they're not at rock bottom yet they don't they still feel like <laughs> it was a numbers got, game it was a system thing mm. it was a coach thing hmm. it wasn't it wasn't necessarily them needing to develop more skills or anything like that they feel like it was you know i was the, i was the man on my team and it was just a numbers thing here, or it was a system thing here. That wasn't wasn't my system, things like that. So they're still trying to latch. If I can find an NFL team with the right system, or the or with, if, they, if they if I find an NFL team that doesn't have twelve DBs, they only got eight, I might make it. You know what I mean? So don't you think it's better to stay in game shape though? Some people think maybe not because some people think if I if I'm playing in games in another league and I get hurt, then boom. But if I'm just working out. And staying in shape, and then I can practice and get into shape, or get on a practice squad. That's a whole other thing for them. Yeah, touche. Uh, TJ, you gonna tune into this since you oh, weren't watching the NFL? I, I probably will tune into this just so I can get my fix because I do enjoy the sport. Uh, I just don't enjoy the politics behind the NFL right now. Uh, but I do enjoy the nope. sport, so this is something I'll definitely probably tune into. That, and along with Vince McMahon's XFL when that comes out, and. Uh, next year, I'll definitely be tuning into that as well. So it's you know WWE product, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta support. I gotta support my my wrestling. We do gotta support the wrestling. <laughs> yes, indeedy. Uh, so NBA has been uh, pretty interesting over the last couple weeks, months. You know, we just had the NBA trade deadline. The February deadline came and went without too many big names moving. There was a lot of talk about Anthony Davis potentially. Joining LeBron James over in L.A. Yeah, what did you think about that? I I was surprised that didn't go down. Well, see here here's why it didn't surprise me. It didn't go down. It didn't surprise me. It didn't go down because they played their hand and they played their hand too early, um, and they played their hand too vocally. You know, they made it known out loud that they were requesting a trade. If they would have done something quietly, to where the Pelicans could have said, "Okay, hey, we'll we'll go fill some trades." without this being this whole big circus that it turned into, then something might have got done in good faith. But the fact that they went out there, you know, Rich, uh, his agent, Rich Paul, and that whole LeBron James whole management team, they went out there and made it publicly known that they were seeking a trade. It put the Pelicans in a position to say, okay, if we give in to these demands, if you will, now we're punks. So the Pelicans can say, you know what? I want the farm. Now I want everything. You want Anthony Davis? Cool. Cool. I want your whole team. And that's essentially what the, that's essentially what the Pelicans <laughs> wanted. They wanted Kyle Kuzma. They wanted Brandon Ingram. They wanted, uh, 
uh, Caldwell Pope. They won Alonzo Ball. They wanted a, a first rounder. I think they wanted two first rounders and a second round. Like they literally wanted a starting lineup for Anthony Davis. I don't think they wanted Alonzo Ball. No, they wanted Alonzo Ball. I think the Lakers just wanted to get rid of him. No, the Lakers. Uh, uh, well, you know what? That's not my place to say. What I can say is that his name was on the blocks. So essentially, they were going to take all their young talent, and you were going to literally cut the entire team apart just to make the addition of Anthony Davis. So Magic Johnson, being the businessman that he is, he pretty much called their bluff. He's like, you know, we, we, we can't roll like that. Now, from what I understand, the Lakers made offers and the Pelicans never counter offered because the Pelicans never felt like the Lakers offer was good enough in the first place. To me, all this was doing was just letting the Pelicans say, you know what? He's going to walk away anyways, or we're, we're going to we want the most for him. Now, where this could turn around and bite them in the butt is come free agency, what are you going to get they, for him? He, they lose he's not going to get anything for him. So if, if, I was, if I was the Pelicans, I'd have pulled the trigger on that. But outside of that, you know, other teams pretty much stand at pad at the, at the trade deadline. You made a couple, you had a couple moves. The one move that really shocked me was that the Bulls sent Bobby Portis to DC. And he immediately went and scored like 40 points, didn't he? He really did. Didn't they play today too? I think the Bulls played Washington today. Uh, I, I know they won yesterday uh, or day before, but I, it really angers me that they decide to win a game every here and, every here and again. I wish they just, Lose them all and try to get the top pick. His old boy from Duke looks like a legend, dude. Yeah, that's Zion Williamson looks incredible. Zion. And you know what's so sad is I remember a couple years ago uh, when his name was first getting kind of put out there. I was like, you know, he looks overweight. He looks like he's not going to be able to. He's that guy that if he doesn't develop a jump shot, he's going to fizz out. He's, he looks like Sean Camp right now. He's got this this ungodly athleticism, which he's got is fantastic. 30 kids. He doesn't have 30 kids yet, but trust me, he keeps playing. He will. Uh, <laughs> he's got this freakish athleticism. He's got this look about him. He looks uh, not overweight, but he definitely doesn't look NBA lean. Does that make sense? He's going to mess around. He better not mess around and be He better not be Eddie Curry. He looks leaner now than he did in high school. Exactly. Yeah, no. He now, to, to Chad's point, he definitely looks better than he did in high school. In high school, he just looked – you could tell he was just that guy. He he, he was just that, that guy he that developed. Fat. Everybody else didn't develop, and he did. So you always have those athletes in high school, those kids in high school, that one of them develops, and everybody else kind of stays a kid. But you have that one, that, essentially that one teenager who became a man playing against a bunch of kids. That's what, That was Zion. Uh, he was just big, overweight, but he was always the most – he was just jumping out the gym. So he's one of those guys where I remember when LeBron first came out in 2003, where we are like, this kid, he's just going to – He's going to get to the league. He's going to get his feelings hurt. Now, you know, I'm not as 100% sure on that. You know, he he, he looks like he's feeling, he's finally filling into his frame. He looks like he's leaning out. Uh, he looks like he's developing a bit more of a of a basketball game as opposed to just the ability to jump over everybody. So I'd be really interested to see what happens with Zion Williamson. Um, I don't think he's going to be uh, a superstar in the league. I don't think he's got that superstar thing, that it factor. Uh, I think he's going to be good. He's definitely going to be a lottery pick. Uh, but I don't see him being a superstar in the league as of yet. He hasn't shown me enough. Yeah, to he's got he's a, he's a, got a couple teammates that I wouldn't be shocked if they're better pros ultimately, in, in a yeah. few years. Yeah, yeah. ultimately, yeah. I'll be, I'll be really interested to see uh, what happens during the draft time. Is he is he going to announce himself eligible for the draft? I probably I bet you he does. Yeah, I don't, I don't see any reason for him to stay. Mm. He's probably going to get a title this year. 
Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, Duke looks unstoppable. Yeah, Zion's incredible. Doesn't have mm-hmm. a great basketball game. Doesn't have a good post-up nope. game. Doesn't shoot a good jump shot. Those are things he can learn, though. I, I'm still having trouble gauging how athletic he is. I don't know if he's going to get to the mm-hmm. NBA and he's not that far ahead of everybody yep. else and just be kind of, of a mediocre player, or if he's going to get to the NBA and still be head and shoulders above everybody else as far as athleticism. But yeah, he, him, RJ Barrett, and Reddish will all declare for the draft. You think they will? I'd be sh- Yeah, I think they all will. I, I'd be shocked if they didn't. Yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see that too because, you know, right now he's a, not that he's in a small pond, he's in Duke, but he's a big fish right now. So it's easy for him to look like he's just this monster of a player. Uh, but when you get into the league and you're playing against the LeBron James, the, the James Hardens, the heck, anybody, the Anthony Davises, anybody that's going to just make him look small and slow and not effective. He's going to get a lot of bench time, you know, because they're going to pay him a lot of money. They're going to they're going to give up a lot to get him, but they're going to want to bring him in slowly. I don't think they're going to feed him to the wolves like the Lakers did Lonzo Ball. I think they're going to bring him in very slowly um, because he needs to develop his NBA body because he's just he doesn't have an NBA body right now. Lonzo is overrated, right? Uh, Coming out of college. It's tough. It's it's tough. Because if you had to do the draft over right now, would you take mm-hmm. him or would you take Jason Tatum? I would easily take Tatum, but here's the thing: I don't know there about, it is. but that's the, but that's not that's not necessarily what it is yet because you also have to look at what you're looking for. Now, Jason Tatum is uh, NBA. He was NBA ready coming into the league, so he was jump shot like he was. He had a smooth game coming into the league. It makes me wonder what his ceiling is. Lonzo Ball is much more of a Jason Kidd style. He's much more of a facilitator. He still shot a great clip as a college player. He shot about 40% from deep, 38% from the field. Um, he was a great college ball player. So, unfortunately, that doesn't always translate to being a best NBA player. But if you look at his college ball career stats, you know, he had that one year, and you look at Jason Kidd's stats, the stats look identical. And Jason Kidd ended up being a Hall of Famer. So, there's... There's a chance. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it makes me wonder what this kid's upside is versus Jason Tatum, who's already kind of coming into the league as an NBA-ready player, what his upside or what his potential ceiling is going to be. I'm not 100% sure. Of course, the eye test is going to tell you right now, yeah, I pick Jason Tatum because Jason Tatum has proven to be able to to be a consistent scorer, a consistent threat. You actually have to scout for Jason Tatum. And you have to scout for Lonzo Ball, too, but not to the same effect. All right, so I want to ask the three of you a question because I'm not, like, super following the NBA until, like, two weeks ago because I wait till football's over. But one thing that I noticed, um, and just to give courtesy to the guests we'll let Chaz go first but I want to hear all three of your thoughts on it looks to me like the freaking 76ers are putting some shit together man I mean they look like they're uh primed to make a move here in the east am I just is is this fool's gold because they made a couple of moves uh and and they look pretty good fool's gold yeah fool's gold I think Toronto's gonna win the east oh I agree with that Toronto or Boston I'm not a big fan of Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons yet, so I don't think that those guys are guys that you can count on to put something together and be effective in the playoffs yet. They might get there. What, TJ? No, making brother, face? That, that, that's, that's not a bad face. I'm actually I, – I, it's going to be a shock to you, Chaz, but I agree with you. I actually think that the 76ers are, are – are, Wait, are, hold on. Here you go. He wrote me beautiful letters, <laughs> and then we fell in love. Oh, if I only had, did we just become best friends? I would have <laughs> not. You know, I actually agree. I think the 76ers are um, 
they're still a couple players away. They don't know who they want to be yet. I think picking up uh, buckets, Jimmy buckets, gave them some toughness that they needed. Not that Joel Embiid is not tough, but he's a bit of a jerk. And I just don't know if he has the legs to to keep the longevity going. He's having a great he's having a great couple of years right now, staying healthy. Uh, obviously, his first few years in the league, he couldn't he couldn't get healthy to save his life. So I'm really interested to see how he continues to progress. Um, it, he's an interesting character to watch. He's very Draymond Green esque, very trolly, very just. Uh, I'm gonna say whatever I want to, to kind of get under your skin, and that's cool because you know you need a player like that. You need a Dennis Rodman caliber player like that every once in a while. But it doesn't change the fact that I don't know if they have the legs to win. Um, I like Toronto. I really do. I think Kawhi Leonard doesn't get enough credit for what he can do on a basketball court. Uh, considering, cause, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a, stud. a stud. Absolutely. Uh, considering what he did in San Antonio, he essentially was keeping that team in contention in the West, uh, by him, not by himself, but, yeah, pretty much. He didn't have a lot of help. He didn't have pretty a lot of help in himself. San Antonio. Uh, once Tim Duncan retired and Manu was definitely on the, the wrong side of, of, of his career and Tony Park was 86. on his way out the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Park was on his way out the door. So Kawhi pretty much kept him afloat in the West. Now, the real, for me, the real dark horse out of the East is the Boston Celtics. If these guys can just put it all together and now you hate to see, you hate to see Kyrie Irving go down with another knee injury. He just went down with a knee sprain. He's just his day to day. So you, you hate to see that, but if these guys could just get it together and, you know, between picking up Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving last year and then Gordon Hayward going down with that horrific injury uh, that was just disgusting to see. But what it did is it enabled these gruesome. players. It enabled the young players, the Jason Tatums of the world, to actually shine. So now the problem is when you get the Kyrie Irvings back, you get the Gordon Haywards back, and now you still have to try to integrate them with these young players who are playing essentially the same position. Uh, uh, Jason Tatum is not playing that position, but the point is, you're trying to integrate these young players in with these veterans, if you will, who are are they're paying a lot of money to. It makes it tough. It makes it really, really tough. And these guys are having a hard time figuring out when to and when not to be aggressive, when to and not to turn it on. So, I think that your your best bet coming out the East is still Boston, until somebody inevitably gets so hurt that they can't play anymore. Yeah, Boston's definitely I think they've got the most talent as far as mm-hmm. the whole team. They've got more depth. But yeah, they're they are seeming to have a, a hard time figuring out who's the who's the yeah, man. There. It's so weird. Like you would think that a team that went all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals and was essentially a game away from winning it would be in contention. I think they're what in sixth place so, right yeah, now. And the season doesn't really start until the second half. Now, right. yeah, 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 yeah. It's after the All Star break, but it just it, it 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 just kills me how how far they've fallen so quickly. I hope that I hope Kyrie gets healthy because uh, I'm really I really need him to be a Nick next year. <laughs> I think part of that is is that um, they did make it that far without Kyrie, without Gordon, and now those guys are back, and maybe mm-hmm. Kyrie has been has been like, oh, this is what we need to do to win, and these dudes are like, we already know because we was. You know, we was already there without, without, you know, (laughs) you was hurt. You was sitting there watching us do it. So what are you talking about? So I think there might be some internal friction that's messing with the uh, overall synergy on the court. Kyrie's already alluded to the fact that he appreciates what LeBron did when LeBron came to Cleveland. As far as taking on that leadership responsibility, Kyrie, 
you know, all these kids, they want that, that want that number one spot until they get it. And then they get the number one spot and they're like, yo, I don't know if I was about ready for this life. And Kyrie went on record right. as saying he called LeBron and apologized to him because he was that kid that wanted the number one spot. And then he got the number one spot. We went to Boston. Now he's like, yo, I don't know if I'm really about this life, partner. Like, I don't know if that's really for me. Yeah, because cause them kids he trying to lead are like. Yeah, they're you like, know? we don't need you. We don't, we, don't, we don't need you to lead. We were doing fine without you, bro. Oh, well, we <laughs> did like, go fine Go, go join LeBron in L.A. Yep. Love Jock Talk. I love Jock Talk. See, that's what I'm talking about, Chaz. Way to come in and represent, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might have to we might have to snag you for an episode of our show. Oh, hey, brother, I'm always down I'm the road always here. With, you know, I talk NBA all day, all day. Yeah, we'll be doing one of those soon. I'm with it. Do we have any listener comments, Jason? Um, yeah, we do have a listener comment. Our first actually ever comment. We've got a shitload of comments from um, from iTunes. We got our first. Uh, we switched over to Podbean two weeks ago, and we got our first ever comment on Podbean okay. since the switch. Um, and this is from Uncle Stan Ban. Uncle Stan Ban. Uncle Stan Ban. Thank you, Ban. Uncle All Stan right. Ban. Uh, right. He says, what can I say? VFU podcast is probably one of the best thing I have ever, I have ever subbed onto my phone. It's got three big words to in- describe it. Informative, humorous, and awesome. It is hosted nice. by three amazing guys, two of whom are, two of whom are big politics fellas and one of whom is absolutely the best ever i've ever heard this is like really weird english the best ever i have ever heard when it comes to pop culture i'm guessing he's talking about tj well uh, because he certainly can't be talking lotion out for you tj yeah. well uh so, so uncle, uncle stan ban gracias appreciate for that stan nice ban. comment yeah, on popping send him appreciate a tj you. shirt Send him a TJ shirt. <laughs> I, I will if he joins the Patreon, which, by the way, if you want to support our show, you can do so at www.patreon.com forward slash VFU podcast. Um, also, don't forget to check out our website, uh, which is vfupodcast.yolasite.com. Uh, if you do support the show, a couple things I want to mention just real quick. Uh, we have three tiers, $2 tier, $5 tier, $10 tier. The $2 tier, you get to pick a topic and we'll give you a shout out. $5 tier, you get to uh, you get a mug with our mugs, so you get four uh, mugs. That's becoming an old joke, but I still like it. I still like it. It's still good. And uh, <laughs> and for the ten dollar tier, you get to come on the show, and you get a you get the mug aforementioned mug, and you get a voice from the underground T shirt that you can, you can wear it to Walmart. So you can get on people at walmart.com. Yeah, wear wear it out to Walmart. And you know, represent VFU. So, uh, and <laughs> on our Patreon, if you guys do, um, so we are four dollars a month away from our goal. Uh, once we get to our goal, which basically means we need one person to join the five dollar tier, or two people to join into two dollar tier. Uh, once we get to our goal, we're going to start donating one out of every three dollars we take into charity, uh, either Wounded Warrior or Easter yeah, Seals, yeah. or um, a couple of other uh, Doctors Without Borders, NAACP. We've got a few that we've earmarked for that so check out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash vfu podcast that's what's up man and i think you know to 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 tangent on that real quick i think it's so awesome that there's that spirit of wanting to give and wanting to help out now it'd be very easy for us to it'd be very easy for us or anybody else to just you know have a patreon have people want to support and you know we just rake in the money if you will right that's not the that's not the spirit of what we're doing 
the spirit of what we're doing is while we want to be able to to make you know money doing this, we want to support. We want to help. And I think that's the that really should be the American dream. It should be absolutely about doing the best you can and 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 making a living and making it fun, but about giving a hand at where you can and right. not just me, 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 me. Uh, so I think that's really cool. Me, me, man. me, me. <laughs> I think that's really, really cool, bro. Uh, if, if, if we haven't told you that enough, that's a, that's a really awesome thing. So thank you to our patrons and join them. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> so Chaz, you had mentioned to us that you have some interesting thoughts on the Second Amendment that you wanted to share. So we figured we'd give you a forum to do that. And I know Haas and I are both gun owners. Um, I'm sure Haas will have some sort of rebuttal, uh, either in support or not. But uh, go ahead and, and, and tell us your thoughts on our the Second Amendment to our Constitution. Chaz, I got your back. Ooh. <laughs> All right. I'm not really sure where to start there, I guess. So, like I said, I grew up in a little podunk town. Obviously, we had guns. Um, I learned I had to take a hunter safety class and learn how to hunt when I was, I think, eight years old was when I started doing that. And I, I always thought it, w- it was weird that there were, the guns in that town outnumbered people probably five to one. <laughs> there was never any, there was never, I mean, I own. There's never a gun shortage. Yeah. there. The, I own five guns. My brother has Back four. My dad's got like today. 10. <laughs> so Mom, we'd go to. peanut one. butter and jelly, baby. It's ready. To, it's right there next to the peanut butter and jelly. I'll give you a the peanut butter and jelly and an AK. Oh. Yeah. Um, but we never had like any kind of gun violence at all. We would be at the high school in the parking lot. And you'd get in a fist fight, and both parties involved in the fist fight like had guns in their pickup there, but that that just kind of never happened. So I I don't think that we really have a gun problem. I don't think that banning guns is a good or the right idea. But I get so frustrated from with my family members and friends from that part of my life that don't want any kind of gun regulation, and I don't understand. Like you have to have you have to pass a safety test and earn a license to be able to drive a car Mm. to operate a motor vehicle Mm -hmm. and i don't see why they're so against doing something similar to that or at least having like a a more in-depth background check to be able to purchase guns Mm -mm. because they can do it like all of those people could go pass a, a gun safety test right now but then they would keep guns out of the people's hands that don't understand you know what kind of power that has i guess or don't really understand how to use one safely things like that i think it i mean it couldn't hurt yeah you better be so, you better be careful because you know the you you start saying that in front of the right right wingers and they're gonna start calling you a right anti-second amendment we don't we don't apply logic to guns are you kidding me well they'll actually tell you that your prelude to you know your your thought is evidence against your thought i think that's what they would tell you it's because they'll say well yeah because everybody had a gun, nobody is going to go use the gun because it's but only when people don't have guns, you know, where the, you know, when someone knows that it's a soft target, they're, they'll, that's when they'll attack it. I, I think that that's a little strange of a thing to say. Yeah, I would, I would disagree with that as well because I feel like, especially in Chaz's town, it's a much tighter town because everybody knows each other from, from birth. You did say, what, 400 people in your town? (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, everybody, you know, everybody knows each other. Everybody has grown up with each other. So, it's not going to be some random dude. You're going to be like, Charles? 
the hell are you doing, Charles? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if, if somebody came at you like that, you know, what, what are you right. doing, Charles? Take that mask off. I know your voice. Right. Whereas but, in a big time. <laughs> you know what said, I mean? Though, Charles, but that being you? said, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. But that being said, though, you know, Chaz, that there are people in your town, seeing as you knew everyone, who you, there was probably a few people who would think about, there's always that one guy who you'd be like, yeah, I don't know if that guy should have 40 rifles, you know, because he's a little off the rocker. I mean, there had to be somebody you would think that about. Definitely, yeah. His name Earl, ain't it? No, Leroy. Leroy, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Everybody in Chaz's town was named Tiffany. <laughs> Whoa, Chaz in the right town. Or Brittany's and Tiffany's. The good ratio there, yeah. That's funny. Um, I guess the 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 point I try to make though is like there was still there's still violence, there's still violent crime. Right. But it, it never seems to reach that next level where there there's guns gun violence. So it's not involved. gun violent crime. It's just violent crimes, but not gun violence. Right. Okay. Well, it's getting Nigeria and, slapped in your town. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, all the time. I would say you guys got lucky. <laughs> you know, but it, it to to me it's to me it's one. It I I don't have a problem with folks having guns. What I have a problem with is having guns that are just way too powerful. And I know yes. a lot of people who will say, you know, oh, like Shamasha. He's said, oh, well. You know, a um, an AK isn't really that powerful, which is it's true. It's not the most powerful gun in the world, but it's certainly as powerful as a nine millimeter. You know, and if I can shoot my nine at you fifteen times in ten seconds, that's not good. Especially if I have a clip that's holding. You know, what's the standard clip size? I don't even know because I don't own an AK. Jazz. But uh, I would. You can get different clips for them, but thirty probably yeah, would be 30. my guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking 30. But so yeah, even, 30 but what's people. the point of having an, a semi-assault rifle, a semi-automatic rifle in the first place? Like, I just, I don't, nobody is calling, and this is this is what kills me about the it's right. It's not the walking dead. No, it's not the walking dead, which just came back on today, by the way. It's not the walking dead. What this is, is there's no reason that you need to own a semi-automatic rifle. There's no point, there's no reason for it. Now, nothing is saying that you don't have the right to bear arms. Nobody's saying to take that right away from you. What and what what Chaz is saying, and I, I agree wholeheartedly, is regulated. Say there's just no reason for you to have an assault rifle. There's no reason for you to have a semi-automatic rifle. Get yourself a handgun. You could even say this. I would even agree with this. Let's have tears. Hey, guess what? If you go, if you want a regular handgun, you take this test and this psyche eval or whatever, or this background check. But if you want guns that can kill. You know, a ton of people in 30 seconds, like the Las Vegas shooter or whatever. You have to take these tests and pass these types of enhanced background checks. You know? And I would think I would any say a psychological test is more important than a background check. I'm just check. saying. Well, he, he meant that, too. I, I think he meant that. Enhanced background check includes the psyche valve. Mm-hmm. Would you, you know? guys be in favor of, like, Chaz, would you be in favor of, say, having to take a psychological exam to keep your gun license every five years or so and being able to be put on suspension or something like that because i mean the thing is is that when someone buys a gun like i could i I have a gun but if something happens and and this is the thing with like a lot of guys who are in the military who suffer ptsd and even people who suffer ptsd from sex crimes a lot of times they'll be fine for 20 years and then it just pops up 
20 years later, this is not my opinion. This is actual, real, psychological, you know, empirical evidence. If you're about to have a psychotic break, no one would know that the day before you had it, you know, and it's, uh, so I think that we don't do a very good job in this country of, well, two things. I think we don't do a good job of mitigating the people who may have, you know, some sort of trauma that may unearth itself in the future. But also you've got a lot of military groups, you know, paramilitary groups that, like you said, they're just stocked up on that shit, flying Confederate flags and all the and, and the like. And, um, you know, not exactly the, the type of people who I would want to, you know, have them pull an M16 out at me. Not that that's legal, right, but still. Right. I was reading an article uh, the other day. Some white separatist guy, he had RPGs and 33 guns and 15 rifles and all this other stuff. And he was planning some something. And I wish I, I wish I had the um, the link to send it to Dutch, but I don't. But um, I'm just like, that's somebody you want to check on. Especially those people that are known to be in what are quote unquote call hate groups and things like that. You might want to you might want to check on those people and say, okay, do we really want people yeah. with ties to these types of groups? Let's check their access? Facebook page when we when they apply for a gun. Right. You know? Uh Chaz closing thought on this. I guess I see where TJ was coming from where right now, you're right, it's not the walking dead. We don't need weapons that can fire over 10 rounds in, in quick succession. But the point of, of still being able to own guns like that in this country is if something were to ever happen where you would need that. That's what the Second Amendment says, is if if you would ever have to take up arms against the government, which I understand doesn't really work out right now because they got drones that shoot missiles and shit. But if we ever did have like a complete breakdown of society, you might need something like that. Okay. Well, the Second okay. Amendment... And you would, you would definitely hope that you don't need anything like that now and you wouldn't the second want to use amendment it. though holds for a well-regulated state militia not for you to organize on your own technically right. i would argue that the people who set up these paramilitary groups like the northern michigan rebel army or the fuck it is um you know luke skywalker out there <laughs> they uh th- those guys are technically they're not well regulated they yeah. may say they're well regulated themselves but that, and, and and the truth of the matter is if if the government's ready to go they're not going to wait for you to get your guns ready. They're going to come storm the door and, and they know where you keep your stuff. I promise you, they know where you keep your stuff. Like this is not right. They say, you know, you know, in case you ever have to rise up against the government. Well, by the time you're ready to rise up against the government, the government's already going to risen up against you. And I can assure you, you're probably still going to lose. It, it just, it, 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 it just doesn't, it's just escalation. So you get yourself a, uh, a semi, then they get a, a fully automatic, and it's just—it's not necessary. It really don't isn't. you find even, it even the don't you find it status, ironic? Uh-huh. Don't you find it ironic that the right wing gets angry at Kaepernick and for saying he disrespected the military? Yet they're in reality, in reality, they're stocking up guns to fight the military one day. Yeah, like this doesn't. Who do, make, who do you think they're going to be fighting? <laughs> that's, that's a huge contradiction. It's a huge contradiction. Hypocrisy one hundred and one by Dutch. But like it, it just it, it it just doesn't uh, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make yeah, sense. They, I just don't they, see. They this. think they're going to be fighting it. like Kamala Harris and Barack Obama right, out there, right? <laughs> like like the the weapons the weapons that they're going to use are not going to be Bernie Sanders is running around with, with a Nerf gun. <laughs> I, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you guys. 
but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean you take away somebody's right to have an arm. It doesn't mean you take away no. somebody's right to bear arm. You just, like you said, regulate it. But even in the regulation, there's just no need for an assault rifle. There's no need for a semi-automatic rifle. I, even with the, and I know Haas was saying with the different tiers, at that point, now you're, you're separating the haves from the haves nots, and you're still having a way for these guns to make it on the streets. So even if you had a higher tier, a second tier, a third tier uh, of these options, what if the first tier robs the person that has a third tier? Now the person that has a third tier gun or the person that had a, a one a first tier gun now has access to a third tier, even though he didn't have the psych evaluation. I say get rid of those, period. The only people that need to have those are people who are actively using those every day, which is our armed forces. I don't see the reason for any civilian to own that type of weaponry, period. I don't care if you can afford it or not. There's just no reason to own it. It's not a and matter out, of if you can afford it. It's a matter law of what you need it. What, what do you need it for? What are you going to do with that besides hanging up on you all? You just want to have somebody walking out and say, look at my AR-15. Somebody look come how over big here, my dick my, is. Look at my M4. Somebody look at this. Somebody come look. Like, it's not, it's for what? You're paying for a big expensive paperwork. What are you going to do with it? Nothing. They're, so, they're fun to shoot. Well, I, I don't are. dispute that. That's but fine. Go, to, go shoot go it at the range. range. Yeah, go to yeah. a gun yeah. range and shoot it. Go rent an, M, an AR-15 from a gun range and shoot that. That yeah, doesn't mean you absolutely. have to own one. You don't have to own it. Well, Haas, you wouldn't be a, for a ban of all semi-autos, right? Just rifles? I, you know what? I'm not necessarily in favor of a ban. Like I said, I'm, you know, I might want an AK. But guess what? If I want an AK, I am perfectly willing to go and take whatever tests that I would need to get an AK. You know what I mean? Mm. Being a law-abiding citizen, as they like to say, if I, I wanted that taxes. gun, blah, blah, if blah, there blah. was if there was an enhanced procedure to get those types of guns, I would if I if I wanted one that badly, I would take those take those tests. And you know what? They should make them affordable, so it's not a has versus have not thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want it? It's free. You or it's it's just like applying for your FOID card or your concealed carry. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be an additional charge to take the enhanced test. It's just. It's for the safety. It's not for the money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But being so, safe, what though? That's going to cause you to have an AR-15. <laughs> Who are you worried well, about attacking like, you? If you want to, if you want an AR-15, <laughs> if you want your, if you want, like, hey, say chat like Chaz. Mm. Chaz lives in a town with 400 people, but I bet you there's a bunch of places where he could go and shoot his AR-15 with his buddies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's called a gun and range. He wants, yes. he wants his we own. Can do that he wants his, he wants his own AR-15 before that. You know what I mean? Right. But what okay. I'm saying is, okay, but I, I, okay, so I want a bazooka. I want an RPG to, just because I want to shoot one. Why should if I you want an RPG? If you want an RPG, then that's what? You got to go and take it. That is a terrible idea. That is a terrible idea. You got to pass, <laughs> you gotta pass the, uh, the military freaking... <laughs> You know, you got to pass the Marine freaking test. No, that doesn't you know what I mean? (laughs) That doesn't make sense. I don't don't know. I mean, what I'm going to put an anti-aircraft gun in my front yard and point it at your front door just for fun. (laughs) Well, you know, an anti-aircraft gun is for shooting down planes. So guess what? We don't let you. We don't let people just shoot down planes. It'd be like that scene in the the Jackal (laughs) where he shoots the guy's arm off. Yeah. Run. Here, hold up the cigarette. Here, hold hey, this so up. Hold, hold yeah, that yeah, pack hold of that. cigarettes hold up. Just like that. <laughs> Don't move. Don't uh, move. He had to All know. Right. <laughs> uh, shoot. Okay, so we've got uh, uh, 
I see TJ lost the place here, but that's okay. I, I, can't, back. I can't have the place because you got the outline, Jason. <laughs> no, I know, but I got I got screens to flip around here, so screw that. Uh, so today, Amy Klobuchar um, announced her her candidacy for president, uh, 2020 Democratic presidential nominee to try to take down Trump. Uh, I just want to run real quick here for a couple minutes through some of the folks that have announced I just want to get your thoughts on like where you're at right now, if there's anybody who you guys are thinking might still run, and if there's anybody you guys like. Uh, this is going to be something that is obviously, we're going to talk a shit ton about this over the next 18 months. We won't beat it up today, but I really, really, really like Amy Klobuchar. I really, really do. Um, I kind of like Cory Booker, but uh, just some of the key names are Cory Booker, the senator from New Jersey, um, the mayor of South Bend, uh, Pete Buttigieg, I believe his name is, who's supposed to be a progressive candidate. Uh, Julian Castro, who's also a progressive candidate. He was in the Obama administration and also a former mayor of San Antonio. Uh, Former Congressman John Delaney. Tulsi Gabbard, who was endorsed the other day by David Duke. Uh, Another side story. Uh, Senator Kristen Gillibrand, Gillibrand, uh, who is uh, a senator from the, the big old NY. Uh, my own Senator Kamala Harris, and of course, uh, oh, aforementioned man. Amy Klobuchar and Elizabeth Warren, who decides she wants to go on Twitter and live stream with very awkwardly with beer. Um, there's been talk Elizabeth about Elizabeth Warren's got no fucking shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's let's talk about these guys. So, real quick before we get into them, uh, there's some other people who are you know people are thinking Bernie's going to run, but Joe Biden, possibly Beto O'Rourke. Uh, a few others who people are thinking might run for president as well. Uh, those probably being the main three. Uh, there's a lot of people who are thinking Stacey Abrams might run. I don't think she's going to. I think she's going to try for that Senate seat in uh, Atlanta in a, or in Georgia in a couple of years. But um, who are the folks who you think have no shot and uh, who you think is going to be the front runners here? Um, well, again, let's defer to our guest first. Yeah, like I said, Elizabeth Warren, no shot. No, no chance. Remember that no old chance. WWE? You got, you got no, no chance. chance. That's, 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 what still, you that's got. still Vince's, that's still his entrance music. He yeah. still comes out to that. Though, though um, Trump, uh, just on a side note, Trump put out a tweet today about Elizabeth Warren uh, saying, I guess, making some reference to the Trail of Tears, which was yeah. obviously yeah, a genocidal uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very Trump thing to do. Uh, yeah, making fun of Elizabeth Warren, uh, which you know, of course, he'll say that's not what I was doing, but whatever. But go ahead, Chaz. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, I haven't been paying a whole lot of attention to to the potential candidates yet. Um, I did read the article that you sent me about Klobuchar. That seems like a a pretty competent choice. I've heard Cory Booker's name before, so there's that. I'm sure I Cory Booker gonna, would be happy to hear that. Yeah. I think Trump's going to win again, though, honestly, which I, I'm not a fan at all. I know you guys aren't either. Oh, you've heard but, the show before, huh? Yeah, I, I listen once or twice. <laughs> Why? What gave, you, what gave you that idea, sir? <laughs> Let's go putting words on it. Oh. you're a punch. There are three of you. Three punches. <laughs> okay. I, I just, I don't think, I don't think the Democrats are going to field anybody that, that'll beat him. I don't. I don't know why I have that feeling. I just that's kind well, of the way I see you it right now. Because the Democrats are proven themselves, right they they don't know what the heck they're doing when it comes to coming up with a candidate. You know exactly I, why I, you feel the way you feel. <laughs> Say it with your well, chest. And they've also, 
I think that the way that they've kind of behaved over Trump's presidency, they've people that weren't Trump fans are getting more disgusted by the, some of the moves that the Democrats have pulled, and it's kind of aligned them with with Trump a little bit more. Oh, well, hold, um, yeah, okay. Like the Brett Kavanaugh thing, I guess. Well, that and the, they're, they're having a ball they tried to, today with the Green New Deal where AOC said she wants to ban planes, basically. She didn't really say she wants to ban airplanes. So she said she wants to make air travel uh, only in like really, really emergency situations, which that's why I'm not a fan of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez as a messenger. Well, well, hold on. Are we not a fan of her because she wants to try something radically different? I mean, there's no, no I'm not a friend. I, I, I agree with her whole, on some policies. That's the whole point. That Trump got, that's the yeah. whole reason Trump got elected that's, because that's they wanted the to try reason. something, they radically, try something different. radically different. Maybe give it that's, a shot. That's, try that's fine, but I don't, I just don't like her as, <laughs> I just don't like her as a messenger. And I think it's difficult for centri- people in the middle to take her seriously. But that's my thought again. So, well, I, I uh, agree. I think it's hard for anybody to take her seriously because right now she's she's fights. I'll give her that. She's she's, popular, she's feisty, but they're just looking at her like a loud mouth Latina. That's just you know, ah, uh, uh, you're all right. Go, yeah, you're okay. We're not really gonna worry yeah. about you because she makes she makes great points. She just I don't know if you guys seen the clip where she completely demolished and said that you know if I wanted to be a bad if I want to be a bad person. And be the president of the United States. I could pretty much do it and do it legally. I mean, she just went on a video. Uh, right. just, it was just a complete right. round where she just literally shot everything down and did exactly and described exactly what Trump did to be a bad president, if you will, and how everything he did was completely legal, but was terrible. And if anybody else would have done it, they would have been lambasted. But because Trump did it. Right. Nobody said anything about it. So she's she's radical. She's giving it a shot. And she's she's putting out new ideas that haven't been done. I think that's exactly what you need. The problem that I think is that they're going to have is, like Chaz said, uh, the Democrats have handled so many of these things with such distaste that they're not helping their cause. One and two, they're they're going to have a hard time getting behind getting behind one actual leader. And one that's worthy of actually being put on the bill. Because right. we had to pick between Bernie and, and Hillary. And unfortunately... We didn't get to pick. Yeah, we nope. didn't get to pick. That's Should've. the point. That's the point. So we ended up having to go with somebody who none of us really believed in. Right. And that's the unfortunate truth to it. I think also, too, um, I think that AOC is doing one of those things where you you you, you make a real, really yeah. out there mm. offering. See what you happens. know you're going to get out something. You're going to get something in the middle closer to what you really want. Mm-hmm. You know, for the stars, let's ban, so let's ban planes, the and then yeah. you might end up with more more cleaner fuel regulation or something like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, something yeah. so you reach for the stars, and when you fall right. short, you if land you, on the cloud. If you, if you land on the cloud, <laughs> or, or you land on the moon, if you yeah. you know, so, make the moon great again. <laughs> right. So, and I just I I do think that the Democrats have a big problem uh, picking the right people. Yes, and and Absolutely. doing and, and and I think sometimes they have a they have a they have a hard time playing playing dirty, you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. they, you know I like I like the low I like the I oh when they go low we go high. Yeah, sometimes you gotta kick a motherfucker Not in anymore. the nuts too. The, sometimes yeah, the you gotta kick somebody in the balls off. too. Yeah, right. the gloves off, but they're not good at it. There's a difference. So no. if, if I'm gonna attack you, I'm gonna attack you the way I know how to attack you. And the Democrats are not good at playing the Republicans' game, so don't play it. Don't well, play let me it ask you this: you're not good at it. Let, let me ask you guys this question as we 
close this one. Um, are you guys afraid? And we've talked about this before, but like with a lot of these, and I think it's great that there's a lot of women who are are running now. Um, but are, are they going to focus more on making sure they have a mixed ticket, like you know, at least one woman and at least one minority? Uh, you know, where Kamala Harris, I think, fits two of those, so maybe she'd have to pick somebody like you know Beto O'Rourke as her vice president. Like I'm, I don't give a shit. I want to see whoever's the best candidate, whoever has the best chance to beat him. I don't care who it is or what color they are, or what sex they right. are. Right. You know, and then at the same time, they say, "Well, you shouldn't have to identify by gender." But lo and behold, they want a woman. That makes no fucking sense either. Uh, but at the right. same time, I want to know what your guys' thoughts are. Like, is this intersectionality agenda going to get in the way here? Um, of, I mean, and who are you guys? Who would you guys favor to see on that ticket? It depends on if uh, it depends on if on if Trump doesn't get elected. If Trump loses this election, then absolutely they're going to talk about the the talking about the fact that oh well, you know they wanted a woman and now she's a minority, so we had to do something different. It was all fake. I demand recounts. Blah blah blah. blah. So yeah, if 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 Trump if Trump wins or if Trump loses, of course they're going to make that the story, hands down. I hope that I hope that they uh, decide let's choose. The very best candidate, no matter what. Yeah, that sounds I good. I don't necessarily think that will happen because there's always some type of agenda. And I think that, well, if we don't pick a woman, then we'll lose the women. If we don't pick a, a minority, then we'll lose the minorities. Dude, pick the best person. Pick the best person to, to number one, beat Trump and uh, put forth platform tenants that are going to actually be good for the the entire populace of America. Mm-hmm. So, but I doubt if that'll happen. Unfortunately, yeah, I, yeah I think I think for so long we were in a period where, because of people's skin colors or gender, even if they were very well qualified or would be good at the at the job, they weren't really able to run. Right. And now that the pendulum the pendulum swung too far back the other way, where people we're going to try to force people because of their their gender or their skin color that maybe aren't qualified either right so we probably have to go through that growing pain for a while and then we'll come back to the center somewhere hopefully i hope so but i don't know i don't know if it's going to be this election no this one i gotta win it i think that i think i i'm sorry but i think that uh i think he gets reelected if he if he he makes it uh, if he makes it to the doggone election he's gonna get elected because there's a lot of people who who like those ideologies and that rhetoric and will be even more Trump more ready to go and vote. And that, then yeah. there's those people like like Chaz said who are going to well, I don't like how the Democrats did did Trump basically like we like like the GOP did Obama for 8 years. Mm-hmm. And and you know what yeah. I mean? And then you have those people who are going to be more because of the divisiveness of Trump and, and things of like and things like that, and uh, I'm really interested to see what starts happening when people start getting these tax returns. Oh, that's that's you already know? negative. Yeah, uh, there, there's there's so, a lot of people tweeting that I voted for Trump and why now I have to pay three grand when I've always gotten a refund. Right, right. I'm so terrified we'll, to do mine. We'll see. I know that I know that uh, I just got mine done and, and it, it definitely uh, took a dip. I still ended up getting a little bit of money back because I got a bunch of kids, but uh, <laughs> baby's kids. I, I, I have a predi- kids. I I got some really well behaved <laughs> kids, but uh, 
But uh, yeah, I I was like, damn, for real, we took a little cut here, you know. But so, that, yeah, I was expecting that. I was expecting that eighty-two inch television. I, I'm, I'm right. Have to settle for the fifty-five. Got to go get that <laughs> that fifty-three inch black and white. Man. <laughs> I'm expecting to have to pay like fifteen grand, unfortunately. But whoa, uh, I, you must I, make a ton of money. Uh, yeah, I wish. Um, so I have a prediction. Prediction. That I was thinking. I've, I've been thinking about this for the last few days. And I'm going to make this prediction. I'm going to make it now. I made it on Twitter earlier, but I'm going to make it on the air. Trump is going to pick a new vice presidential candidate for 2020. He's not going to go with Mike Pence again. I think he's going to go with somebody from a swing state. Uh, and I have a feeling it might be Nikki Haley, the former ambassador to the United Nations, who's uh, an Indian American woman and a reasonable Republican, actually, believe it or not. But, uh, I have a feeling that that she that he's going to do that. So there's my uh, my prediction. Whoa. Bum, 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 okay. bum. All right, all right, okay. I all right. So yeah, can you do that? You can elect a new vice president. I guess you can. Oh, you can, you can kick that yeah. dude out. Yeah. All right. I didn't know that. I was like, you yeah. All right. Cool. Hey, something kind of funny happened. Haas, you you might be a little more familiar with this than I am because I I didn't get the chance to really. To look into this, what's up? Anybody remember that that little fake rapper uh, Bow Wow? I guess he was actual rapper at some point. He was little Bow Wow for a while, then he kind of had a couple songs that were nice. Then he grew up a little bit, I guess. He he right. was real big in Chaz's town. Was he? I figured as much. <laughs> Three hundred eighty <laughs> people listened to him out of the four hundred. <laughs> he had a solid ninety five percent approval rating. <laughs> he had a he had a more successful <laughs> movie career than uh. Oh, with Fast and the Furious three or whatever Tokyo Drift. He was was also in those like he was in those like Mike movies. Remember? Oh, Oh, yeah, those kitty movies. Yeah, that was cute. Uh, But don't be forgetting forgetting his IMDb. Isn't 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 Bow Wow in the news for something? What happened to Bow Wow? Oh, uh, Bow Wow got the brakes beat off him by his girlfriend. No. (laughs) No. Yeah. He got slanged. Yes, he did. Dude. First of all, I saw the video. He's in the elevator berating his girl about something. And word on word from Johannesburg is he was berating her because they were at a party or something. And she was uh, real busy chatting up Mr. One Shaquille O'Neal. Ooh. Sure did. <laughs> now, if you, now, if you under, now, if you know this, now, if you know, if you know Bow Wow. You know he is uh, diminutive yeah, in stature. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a little tiny. He Shaq is. Uh, he's on that Kevin Hart level, five three, five four, five five, something like that. Okay, he now, will not be playing Batman. No, his girlfriend's already taller than him, and you know Shaq is like seven one, seven two, yeah, something like that. Boy. He's a big boy. He's a big dude. So she was talking to him or some other dude at this party and i guess it was to the level that bow wow was really upset about it and in the elevator he was going off and there was a, there was somebody else there whenever he was being you know he was being kind of aggressive toward his girl and there was somebody else there trying to get in between them he got beta mailed and the girl was too damn calm in the elevator like she's like i'm not even about to get out here like shalange and be caught on the uh on the elevator camera snapping out on this dude so she was real calm real calm 
But that they get out the elevator, the elevator doors close. The next thing we know, there's pictures of Bow Wow with his face raked up like somebody slapped him with a rake or Wolverine hit him or something. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, he's got scratches diagonal from his forehead down. I put the paws on him. Dude, she put the she put the foo fops on him. And then he 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 could he commenced to taking the uh the you know how like uh when women are battered, unfortunately, they take the pictures to the mugshots, show yeah. the show yeah, where the they've pictures, all been yeah. hit at and stuff. Yeah. So he's got those pictures. He's got the the abuse pictures. Like his face is all he's got a black eye, he's got a, a bruise around his mouth, he's but lifting see, up his shirt, you know, showing where his where his rib cage is bruised up and stuff. See, oh my here's, God. here's the jacked up part about that though. The jacked yeah. up part about that is that if this was the female, if this was the opposite, oh yeah. If this is the opposite, he's gonna get lambasted. So because yep. what he didn't do, what he didn't do, he didn't go off and Ray Ricer. He didn't go off. No. And, and but that's my point. He didn't go off and Chris Brown her. No. And I mean, he was physical. He get... was physical with her though. He right, was a little but, physical with her in okay. the elevator. But he grabbed something out little, of her hand and stuff like that. We're talking about little I, physical versus beating the brakes off. I guess that her. he was. You know, physical as well after, but yeah, she 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 gave him the business. Something else I heard was she called him a ban, mm. a bitch ass. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, mm-hmm. ninja. And she was probably saying that as she was doing him like Vera from uh, Harlem Nights. You know how Vera know. did quick. You yeah. gonna have to learn to respect me. <laughs> I'm laughing <Yeah>. because, <laughs> but you know, you know the real reason I'm, I'm laughing is because uh-huh. he was selling these wolf tickets so hard on the elevator. He's in her face like, "What? What? What?" You can hear, you can, you <laughs> can that, read his lips. That. He was on his Kevin Hart yeah. stuff. <clears throat> he was on that, you know. <laughs> and she turned him into Norbit. <laughs> and and dude, dude, mm. she gave him his answer. After. So I think like if he had been if if this had been one of those things where they're calm in the elevator and stuff, and he's not selling these wolf tickets like he was doing because he was he was selling them hard, and then if he turned up beat up, I might be like, dang, that's messed up that she did him like that, blah blah blah. But he was he was talk he was in her face and he was very aggressive toward her towards her like he was ready to do something and he was going he was going he, he definitely looked like he was ready to do something to her mm. and she gave him all he could handle she gave all he <laughs> yeah I don't mean she to gave laugh. him the two piece spicy salt and pepper with the biscuit bread and extra sauce with an orange fancy mild sauce <laughs> i miss chicago food boy <laughs> <laughs> yes i do too hey let me ask you guys a quick question now you know I'm, you? I'm I'm uh, I stay on I stay on the, the the Twitter fear, especially knowing about all the stuff that you know Dio Hughie likes to be talking about and Terry Crews and you know Terry Crews has been under a lot of fire, a lot of scrutiny lately. Well, first Terry Crews was be, was, was beloved because he told Dio that he should he smacked the the S H I T up out of him, right? The sugar honey iced tea. The sugar honey iced tea out of him, right? So Twitter loved him. Twitter loved him. But then these Liam Neeson comments came out about Liam Neeson wanting to attack a black guy after uh, his friend was raped. 
Yeah, but, I just saw that yesterday. Yeah. So I, I got Cruz, I got comments on that too. So. Uh, yeah, but Terry Crews made a comment about that, and he said, you know, he had a decision, and this is that this is the point in time where they, he was at a fork in the road, where a lot of people who end up doing hate crimes like that, they go left. He went right. He ultimately decided not to do it. Now, what I'm curious of is why black Twitter. Is, is 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 jumping down this guy's throat about that? That's all he said, and, uh, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm down, genuinely oh, jumping I'm, down uh, Terry, Terry Crews' throat. Yeah, I'm genuinely I'm genuinely interested because all Liam Neeson did was say something that he wanted to do, something that he was thinking about doing, but he's he didn't do it. He ultimately did not do it. He ultimately came to his senses. Granted, you know, by the grace of God, he never ran into somebody that tried him. Or that actually was going to push his buttons to do something like that. Because we never know what could have happened. But the fact of the matter right. is, he came to his senses and ultimately did not do that. Isn't that exactly us pretending like people don't have those thoughts is exactly how we got to where we are today. Acting right. like people don't think the way that they think. All he did was and vocalize here, it. And here's the thing. He started this whole thing off. He said, I'm ashamed exactly. to even talk about this. I'm yeah. ashamed to, 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 I'm ashamed that I was in this mind state. Right. So he's, he's saying right off he knows jump. He he was wrong. I'm, I, I was super wrong. So how, how now are people of color going to be like, oh, he's a racist? First of all, this was 40 years ago. Right. Second of all, was racist 40 years ago. Right. Well, you know, I'm just, no, not that, but well, you know, my I'm, point is, I was, was racist 40, 40 years, years ago. ago. <laughs> it was 40 years ago. Right. I don't like black people. Um, <laughs> second of all, he didn't do it. Exactly. You know, he didn't. Because guess what? If he really was going, if he was really about that life, he wouldn't have waited for someone to try to him. come he up and did. try him. He would have just done it. Right. Oh, this looks like a dude that might rape some, like a black guy that might rape somebody. I'm going to get him. Or I'm going to get any black person. You know? Third of all, he kicks off the whole shebangy bang by saying, I am so ashamed that I was even in this mindset right? to do that. Because guess what? I've been there where I've been wronged by somebody not, by somebody white or something. And I've been like, man, I hope that nobody fuck with me yeah. right I'm now because I will, I will go ham. I, seen roots. I will go ham right now. You know what I mean? Eddie Murphy even talked about it. Yeah. Remember? He said, I lost my job today. To a white man look just like you. Mm. And I feel like I'm going to go around and step on some white people's toes until I feel better about myself. <laughs> is that not yeah. exactly it's, it's what... It's the epitome of what it is. It, it, that, my friend got raped by a black dude who might have looked just like you. And that was his mindset for a little bit. Yeah. But guess what? He didn't do it. He felt remorse for it. Mm -hmm. He expressed that remorse from the beginning. He had those thoughts. We've all had terrible thoughts. Yep. We've all had terrible thoughts based upon race yep. at one point or another out of anger. You know, that doesn't make you a racist. You know what you I mean? A racist moment and for, for, and, and for racist them story. for them to say, oh, he's a racist because he had these thoughts 40 years ago. That's that's really going too far. And that's that, really, if you, if you, really going way out there with it. And if you've seen Widows, he had his tongue all the way down Viola Davis's throat. 
But that, I mean, that doesn't make you not a racist because that's, just saying, if you've seen Jungle Fever, you know down. they had. If you've seen Jungle Fever, they broke it down in Jungle Fever, I where know. they were like, "Hey, I, I, hey, I, I, I bang her, but I wouldn't marry her. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring her home. Oh, man, I wouldn't let I, nobody know about it. You know what I mean? But I don't. I definitely. And then, but you know, but on the same token, though, Michelle Rodriguez comments saying he can't be a racist because he kissed my Viola Davis. That's some bullshit too, though. Yeah, I know that was a joke. You know what I, I mean? That's like, come on, lady, come on. Yeah, Just first because, of all, you, you don't get to you don't get to comment on that. That ain't you. That ain't right. your lane, partner. <laughs> but you stick to making fast no, and Liam Neeson isn't a racist. Just because he had those thoughts forty years ago, uh, no, you shouldn't be roasting Terry Crews for coming to his defense or a little bit, mm. and you shouldn't like D.L. Hughley said the same thing. Yeah, he's like he had those. You know, you have a right to your thoughts. That's right. You know, all he, but he didn't act on them. That's right. And he didn't. He didn't act on them, and he was remorseful for even having them. So, I'm not tripping that hard. I'm not tripping on Liam Neeson. Neither am I. You know, I thought that was interesting. I, I think it's, it just goes to show you that there's some v- battles you're just not going to win. Everybody's going to be right. in their feelings about something. You can't. You just can't please everybody. Everybody's going to have feelings true. about something. They're always going to want to harken back to something and want to act like. You know, it's the end of the world because you said one thing, and it's it's not the case, man. But it makes right. you scared. It makes you scared of success. It makes me scared of success. It really hey, does. You know, and you know what? And we're not even talking about success on a on a national international scale like that because you know, TJ, you might you might be in line to be put up in the front in the front office in the executive offices where you work at, and somebody might be like, "Nah, bump yeah. that." Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, or you're right. you know, by the grace of by the grace of whatever gods may be, our podcast takes off, and 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 now we're like Jesus and Miro, and they want to put us on Showtime or or HBO or something, and right. then boom, here we go. Somebody from college, like, hey, you said uh, in you said in episode you know? four, yeah, absolutely, right. that's exactly what it is. You get scared of success because the I, the 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 skeletons in my closet aren't part of the success because. The broken pieces that were left behind from my past, right, right, weren't there to be it's collected what, and what, put together. No, and, and the thing is, is those those skeletons, like them or not, ashamed of them or not, guided us and molded us to the people we are today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I said last week, there's stuff that I did when I was in my teens and twenties and thirties. I don't want to be held. Hell I no. be held accountable for right now. Like, Hell that no. Long, that was a completely different right. person ago. I would not yeah. do I would not do that again. I feel shame for it. Yeah. I feel absolutely. upset. I feel remorse. I'm like, God, I, I was a fucking asshole. You know, or yeah. I was stupid. Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily things I did to other people. Well, there was still, you know, there was obviously things like that. But also just personal decisions you made that like, damn, why didn't I, you know, like, oh, why didn't I study more in school? I had yeah. the intelligence. Why did why did I why did I make it, you know? 55 45 instead of 60 40 or 70 30 education towards and partying you know what i mean right yeah this 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 trend this trend is getting i mean you you have instances like like northam in virginia which is you know i think it was more about (laughs) the fact that he were of his reply than anything else but um since we're i know i know we're getting close time here but um yeah chaz you want to i mean what are your thoughts on like all this 
you know, going back and seeing what someone Neeson did a million fan? years ago. Are you a fan of Liam Neeson? No, I'm. I'm more interested in know like, can does he does, <laughs> is he interested in forgiving people? Like, because it seems to me like you're not the society, and I think this is a left wing problem more than anything else. Just doesn't want to forgive people for shit. Yeah, um, I think Liam Neeson was maybe a little stupid, but brave to say what he said exactly. because exactly. Well said. He didn't think about what that reaction was going to be, but he was he was admitting something that he probably is not proud of, yep. and was kind of personal to him a, a mindset that he had at a dark point mm-hmm. in his life, and yeah, he's he's getting a lot of backlash that he probably could have foreseen if he had not. He, I think if if he would have thought that through a little bit more, maybe he keeps that to himself mm-hmm. and not put it out for the whole internet to see because that's their not in this now. society. Not in the, yeah, right. They don't let none go now. Yeah, not now. <laughs> yeah, I, and that's one of the reasons I'm very careful about what I put online. I'm not on Twitter, but and it's for reasons like that. Like once it's on, once it's up there, it's there forever. And if if somebody has enough of a reason, they can dig through years and years and years and find shit on you. Yeah. And they will. And they will. And they Absolutely, will. they will. Just ask Kevin Hart or right. the the. Guardians of the Galaxy director. Yep, yep, yep. I'm losing yeah, James, James, James Gunn. James Gunn. James yeah, Gunn, former yeah. director, because he ain't doing it no more. Not anymore, right? I hope he gets Suicide Squad, though. He deserves a second shot, man. He really I think does. he's going to, yeah. yeah. He deserves another um, shot. But yeah, that, um, one of Rogan's guests that he had on re- recently on his podcast talked about how the same people that are so so eager and ready to attack people for things that they say online that sometimes they're just in bad taste, but it's not really hurting anybody. Mm-hmm. They're also often very for the rehabilitation of murderers and stuff like that, that are in prisons. Yeah. So there's just, there's a huge contradiction there. Right. The same people that don't want a death penalty. They want to see people that have committed really heinous crimes like murder and admitted to it, pled guilty, want them to be rehabilitated and reintroduced into society. But then they would have guys like Liam Neeson. It's a great point. Who didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Right. They want they want him shunned from society forever, exiled, basically not be able to work. They don't want him to be in any more movies. Yeah. Or being but those people are always talking about how prisoners don't have a fair shake about getting back into society and finding employment and that type of thing. Or you know that's, how that's if you're, also, if you're a that black is true, professional though. athlete who happens to be convicted of dogfighting and you lose seven years out of your career, but you know you're also a professional uh, white athlete who beats his girlfriend and is still on the team every day. No, it's. It's a complete double standard. It really is. And it's it's disgusting and ugh. Ugh. Yep. Ugh. Awesome. <laughs> another long one. Uh love this world that we live in. Yes, another long episode. Guys, we gotta stop recording for like twenty hours. Jeez. What's our problem? <laughs> we got so much to talk about. <laughs> yeah. This is not three. It's not three hours. No, no, we can't do a three hour show. <laughs> well, maybe Jason can. No one would listen to it. No, nobody would listen to a three-hour <laughs> show. <laughs> well, look, guys. Um, one, thank you guys so much. I know we are all at different time zones and uh, at different points in the day. Uh, it's about 2 a.m. here. My wife gets up in an hour. I think uh, <laughs> we hit all of them tonight. Chaz is in the the, the mountain Ooh. time, so we got all four. Damn mountain, yeah. That's oh man, actually, we're truly that. we're truly national today. We're, we're truly today. national How tonight, listener. <laughs> but guys, all four time zones. Thank you so much for tuning in at all different time zones that we did. Uh, give a special shout out to our guest Chaz for 
sticking around and, and 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 keeping up with us as much as he could. Uh, Chaz, Just we Michael appreciate Michael you saying, "Hey, man, look, you're more than welcome to come back anytime, as long as you uh, admit the fact that Christian Bale sucked." And you're more than welcome to come back. <laughs> you're more if than welcome you to come admit. back to Voice in the Underground, the podcast, bro. We love to have you. We enjoyed you. Chaz, before we go, man, can you, I know you said you don't really do any, you don't do Twitter. You do any other social media that people can follow you at or, or get in contact with Chaz if they have any questions or they want to bash bail to you at all? Yeah, I am on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, what is my Instagram handle? Oh, it's chasmo 95 C-H-A-Z-M-O-9-5. Follow me on Instagram there. Also, um, I'm on the Jock and Nerd podcast, Jock and Nerd Nation. So if you guys want to jump over there, we talk a lot more comic-based stuff, pop culture stuff. But oh, yeah. So right up my alley. Those guys are well. great. Yeah, right up my alley right there. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's what's up, man. Big highs. Big homie. Yes, yes, yes. Where can the folk follow you for your cigar reviews and your blues clues and your yeah, yeah, health. Yeah, <laughs> blues clue. <laughs> <laughs> All that. Where can people follow you at, big guys? All right. So, uh, hit me up at uh, Frozen Pharaoh on Twitter. P H R O Z E N P H A R O on uh, Twitter and uh, on Instagram at big b i g underscore Haas H A S S. The number 18. Big eyes, 18. Yes, indeedy. Jason Dutch. Where can uh, they find BFU folk? podcast there, on Twitter? Or follow us or check out our Facebook page, Voice from the Underground, and you can get all the uh, the show feeds right away and some other stuff that we talk about up on that villa. Yes, he is. And ladies and gentlemen, he is the, the moderator, essentially, for our VFU handle at Twitter. So when you see him in a Twitter fight, or when you see somebody at VFU, podcast in a twitter war is a good chance is jason dutch holding it for it holding it down all day because that's what jason dutch would do yes sir <laughs> and let's jump you can catch me t johnson on air that is my instagram that is my twitter uh that's my is that my facebook i don't know if that's my facebook but you can catch me pretty much anywhere uh you catch your social media just look for t johnson on air and uh there you'll find me Say my name three times like Candyman. I'll be right there. Ooh, with bees coming the out mirror. his mouth. With bees coming out his mouth. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, for Big Highs, for Dutch, for Chaz, I'm TJ Johnson. And this has been Voice Me on the Ground, the podcast. Stay classy, San Diego. We never thought we were going to say thank you to Anthony Weiner. Thank you for listening to Voice from the Underground. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at VFU Podcast. See you next time. Underground.